0: We can talk about anything you want, because J-Flons it, Ignorance.
1: Welcome to Jay flons Ignorance, episode 27, where I have a three-hour rambling conversation with my friend Nick Diaz.
0: Make sure you keep in the part where I said um, that, like, I'm going to fuck shit up. <laughs> I, that part is very important for me to be in there because I want it to be on the record that I understand that I've probably said some stupid shit at some I think point. that should be the cold and open the, now. Yeah. I think I'm going to pull that out, put it in the yes, front, and that's yes, the cold please, open. Yes, <laughs> please put that at the front. Please put that at the front. I want that at the top.
1: Um, yes. Welcome to Jay ignorance. <laughs> Cut to n-
0: I, want, I want people to enter this podcast... I want them to enter this podcast being like, I'm going to find where Nick said some fucking bad stuff. I want to find the place where Nick did bad, did a bad. Say something so I
1: see little lines on the thing so I okay. know where. Yeah. yeah. All okay. right. I'm talking. Yeah, you're definitely talking. talking.
0: Okay. Ooh, yeah, I'm definitely, I'm definitely fucking talking. <laughs> and the thing in front of me it
1: says it's recording. So I have no idea what the quality, that should be fine. All right.
0: Mm-hmm. Cool. All right. I'm keeping a good middle-ish distance that's reducing my audio quality, but is maybe annihilating the pop.
1: Right. Maybe. Oh, well, we should do a one, two, three. Okay. Let's do a three, two, one clank so I get a nice little... So on on zero clap. Okay, three, two, one, zero clap. Okay. Three. Okay, on zero,
0: you said? On on zero? zero. Three, two, one. (laughs) Wait. Oh, hold on. (laughs) I was waiting to hear... Okay, hold on. Let's try that again.
1: Three. Two one, <laughs> why okay. are we clapping at totally different times? That defeats the. Whole I, purpose. I, cl- I clapped when you clapped. No, it's three, two, one. Okay, when I say one, no,
0: I one. when you clapped, I clapped.
1: <laughs> really? Okay, all right, let's, did you really? Yeah, okay. Let's, oh, yes. so now we're dealing with discord delay. That's the problem.
0: <laughs> like, the, the, we can try the one, we can say we do when you say okay, one. Okay, when I say
1: one, ready? Wait, okay, I'm gonna start from five when I say one.
0: Okay.
2: Five, four, three, two, one. <laughs> That's
1: a second later is on it... my side.
0: <laughs> oh, no, It's I did it right when you said one, man. <laughs> All right. All right, well, welcome to, to Jay Flaunt's Ignorance.
1: This is episode 27. Oh, wow, I've done 27 of these. Or I'm about to. Damn. And I'm with someone who may or may not be anonymous, so we're not going to sort that out.
0: Yeah, we haven't decided yet. <laughs>
1: <laughs> we haven't figured that out yet.
0: I think... I think, okay, so here's where I'm at on, on the identification thing. Um, is anybody who listens to this and knows me is going to know it's fucking me? Yeah. You know it's, obviously, you're talking to me. Yeah, anyone who knows um, you well
1: will recognize your voice for sure. But
0: It's true. Um, and also, like, my weird um, fucking mad just disposition um, <laughs> is very memorable, I think. But, um, but no, like okay, so I'm not, like, I don't. It's not important for people to know my name. Yeah. Like I don't want, you know, I'm not trying to get famous on this very, um, on this podcast. So well, that's a good plan. This would be yeah. a bad way to
1: get famous. <laughs> so anyway, so <laughs> this person <laughs> and I maybe have, uh, been working together with the food, not bombs volunteer program for years. Every Saturday we pick up a truckload of, uh, produce and every Sunday we have been cooking and then distributing that produce, uh, downtown, uh, Omaha, Nebraska, um, recently with the, Oh, so all the YouTubers now don't say the name of the thing or they'll get demonetized. So, uh, they, I don't, <laughs> okay. I don't think I have that problem. Oh, I've heard about
0: this. I've heard yeah, about it. I watch too much YouTube. You, are they going to demonetize your, um, they, they can't take away your, your
1: the money that doesn't exist. You know?
0: yeah, exactly. <laughs>
1: All 100% of my zero dollars. Actually, I'm getting $1 a month. So I have one person that's been. Anyway, so. Oh, sweet. Um, for years, we've been uh, cooking and then distributing the food. And with our recent um, COVID 19 situations, we haven't been able to do that. Um, oh, shit.
0: Hold on. The Google police are at my door. One second. Wow. That
1: was quick. So just yeah, for, that was for the audience, I'll just give them the background while you're gone. Okay. Um. With the outbreak, um, we've lost access to the restaurant, So, which makes sense. The restaurant's closed. All restaurants are closed. They're not doing takeout. Uh, their business model, um, uh, their catering truck, I assume, is also not doing anything. So without a kitchen and being very concerned about being in the same space for two hours, uh, because we have no idea, of course, if one of us is uh, pre symptomatic, sick, and doesn't know it, we have no way of knowing if we don't know it or not, etc. The entire system has changed for now to a distribution-only mechanism. So what's happened is we've come uh I I bring the produce the weeks that I'm doing it when I'm in town. I bring the produce and then we uh prepare it all in to-go bags and then we distribute the to-go bags as quickly as we can downtown. We're in and out of there in like six minutes the crowds are very small. They stay, I wouldn't even call them crowds. There's very few people that come pick up, uh, food. They stay 10 feet away from each other more. We're in and out of there in less than 10 minutes, uh, distributing everything. And it really helps the people. I've, I've heard a lot of appreciation, uh, recently from the people that are are down there that we're, we're trying to help with the food distribution that we give them. Um, so, um, my interview, uh, er, uh, has recently told us that he's uh, he has uh, ideas for other ways that he could be uh, assisting the community. Are you back yet? Or
0: yeah, no, I didn't leave. Okay. I was,
1: and so uh, I just wanted to yeah. get your uh, thoughts on you know what's going on with your your new uh, program. That's not a program. Like you were telling me very briefly, we just discussed this that you aren't interested in running yet another organization. Um, I've done quite a bit of volunteering, uh, for various organizations. I, I tend to burn out on people. You seem to be much more oriented towards organizing, uh, people and, um, trying to be effective in the, the missions that you take on. So I'm just, uh, very interested in, uh, what this next big project is. If you want to talk about, uh, the project that you're looking at, uh, chasing.
0: Uh, yeah, um, yeah. So I don't know, like it's kind of because I don't even know if I'd call it a project. I guess it's like technically a project. Yeah. So I did. I I was involved with food now bombs. Um, for what was it about a year? A little over a year maybe. I'm bad at time, but mm-hmm. but yeah, like somewhere in the ballpark of a year. Um, I had a really it was really it was a really good experience. Um, obviously meeting you, Jay, uh, was good. We're doing a podcast episode now, so um overall positive experience with jay um <laughs> and and <laughs> five stars um and yeah like i met like a lot of folks who um it's like still people i consider close friends um and even like despite me departing from the from the group these the free association of individuals um I'm still definitely going to stay in contact with everybody. And in fact, like, I think, like, it's been instrumental to my, um, my sort of formation as a human being. I don't think I'd be where I am today without the last year of being out and doing stuff. Um, and I'm so, I'm in my mid forties uh,
1: nowadays, and you're mm-hmm. not yet in your mid forties. <laughs> I'm
0: a young spring chicken. Yeah. So um,
1: it, it's uh, it, it's amazing to me to see um, you moving on. You know, because it it used to be that I would be in a different city every four years. Like it was strange for me to live somewhere for more than four years growing up. That's not how life was. So now mm-hmm. I've been in Omaha for ever like 1999 you know so this is a very strange period in my life i think that i've been doing something Mm -hmm. for so long and i look at like food not bombs i've been there five years now six years or whatever and it just feels like Mm -hmm. forever i guess so uh,
0: yeah yeah for sure Um, i definitely have like a much smaller frame of reference um but
1: i'm so i'm really interested in what it is that would be ideal like if you could have whatever configuration of uh of your goals. What would that look yeah, like? Yeah,
0: so I guess like part of part of why I'm I'm departing now is that for for me, um Oh, we have a guest. Uh, <laughs> Scatmaker is here.
1: Scatmaker. I'm doing a super secret podcast interview. No.
2: <laughs>
0: oh really? Sorry. Sorry for <laughs> interrupting. I didn't realize no, uh, I didn't realize that was what was going on right now. And this, Sorry. I apologize. My bad. <laughs> Sorry. I should have. Bye. bye. I had no idea. No, no, enabled. I know. So it's, my it's, okay. it's my fault. It's <laughs> okay. I'm
1: gonna have to lock this channel.
0: <laughs> oh man, we're off to a good start, right? I've rambled for like five minutes and not really said anything, and we've had a special surprise guest. Well, and we're cutting. I we're th- cutting th- stuff out
1: already. It's amazing. Yeah, we're cutting we stuff out already. Haven't said anything, and we're cutting stuff out.
0: I thumped um, the table twice, which su- I feel super bad about. And I talked over you in the intro, so not at all. that's not true. Where's making?
1: <laughs> and I can't figure out how to lock this Discord room anyway, so
0: that's not I don't happening. Know. <laughs> you could just change. <laughs> you could just change the name to like "Do Not Pass Go." <laughs> Do not...
1: Okay, I'm going to drag us down into super secret voice channel. Okay. Oh, oh I can make a private channel voice channel. Private, secret stuff. I'm in such a better mood now than I was, Mm -hmm. so yay.
0: Yay, I'm good, I'm glad. I'm glad to hear it.
1: Voice channel, private channel. Only admins create channel. Secret stuff.
0: Dope. Okay. All right fuck yeah there we go we're Seek in the secret stuff. stuff channel now <laughs> all right welcome. And- <laughs> <laughs> are you the only admin on no, this server there's
1: seven admins but they probably won't come in. okay
0: <laughs> okay well <laughs> don't it, tempt fate
1: it does make that noise when they do though so
0: i'd hate for so people to hear we?
1: a thing that we're gonna have on a podcast publicly on the internet yeah you know, that, would be- that would
0: that would really suck <laughs> If somebody heard this, <laughs> I was under the, I was under the pretenses that it was going to be launched into space. <laughs>
1: I don't know why I'm
0: using so many microphones. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Okay. So, okay. So yeah. Um, my decision to, to sort of formally, I mean, as formally as you can, it's not, it's no, it's no formal structure really, but to, 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 discontinue my doing of Food Not Bombs. Um, this comes from like a lot of reflection I've been doing um, over the past couple of months. Um, Pre-COVID, just COVID's been sort of an accelerant for a lot of things, I think. But I, I guess like where Food Not Bombs sort of fell into my life was that it was sort of compartmentalized, right? It was a thing... It was like just one of the things that I do, right? And like that doesn't sound bad, but, um, I think I started to realize is that when, um, it becomes this sort of boxed in, like it is its own category of thing. Um, you know, we, a certain folks show up at a certain place at a certain time on a certain day and do a certain thing. Um, when it's in that framework, it sort of be it becomes easy to just like have it as a certain sort of just like box right and you can put that box away when you need to um, or when you want to and you don't have to worry about it and it's just sort of like a sort of thing that you can choose to do or not do right and really the only thing that's keeping you coming is um is your sort of energy and time to to do that and i think it's a strength of it as well as a a weakness as it is with like a lot of things in general. Um, But I mean, the strength of that is, is that if you show up, you're probably pretty committed to it. But um, if things arise that sort of take away your capacity to do that, um, it becomes a very easy thing to stop doing. Um, And so I've had some conversations with friends talking about um, the notion of activism, right? and that for an activist like again it's this sort of like label uh an activist was a word i used for a long time um especially in relation to food not bombs um activists and activism is like is a is a specific activity that you do and it's like its own discrete thing um and i'm just kind of repeating what i said about food not bombs before but it's it's the same principle applies and that like it's not necessarily a part of your everyday life um or, or or your day to day routine, right? Like it's not the same as say like breathing, which is a thing that you just do by virtue of being a human being. All right. Um
1: yeah, it's an intentional choice so, that people are making to go do yeah, this thing on a Sunday yeah. rather than something mm-hmm. else on that particular time.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And it's contingent on on resources, right? Whether those are like time resources or energetic resources or even um just the resources that we get from um the grocery store or the resources that we have through the restaurant that we use, etc. Um, so it's like, there's all these like different things that, um, that make it a very contingent thing. Well, and everything in life um, is
1: contingent on lots of things.
0: right? Well, breathing isn't, I mean, breathing is contingent on like the atmosphere staying in place. Right. Yeah. Um, but, but like, so it's like, that's such like a big, that's like, you can't eliminate that contingency. um, and I guess like what I've been thinking about is like how you make um the pursuit of love and freedom, which is how I've been trying to think about it, um, a part of your like core being. Right? Uh and part of that I think is is like is that like it's not something that we can do outside of ourselves, and it's not something that we can do um that can be, it it, it it can't be, like, you can't compartmentalize, like, your core self, right? Um, like, there are certain things that are essential to us that, like, you can't put away, no matter how hard you try, right? And I think when you do that, it causes you to suffer. Um, and so thinking about how you make the pursuit of love and freedom uh, a core thing to your being, um is it and I think that's I think that's like a spiritual question it's a question of like our souls it's a question of our hearts it's a question of like our um not the ways that we intellectualize the world but the ways that we exist within the world and changing like our stance is a word I could use for it changing like our um our relationship with the other people around us at a fundamental level so
1: on a given Sunday when you're not doing a very concrete mm-hmm boxed in thing like food, not bombs. What mm-hmm. do you envision mm-hmm. yourself doing? Is this a meditation-y kind of thing or what is the?
0: No. Um, I think it still has to have, um, it still has to, it, so a change in the heart, I think like necessarily, um, produces a change in concrete action. Um, I think like if there's a genuine change of the heart, then, um, then like that, it, that compels you to do, um, to, to do like like to do concrete things um and so like a thing that I've been doing um is not limited to sunday like on sundays i, I so i go to church um well i I watch church on my computer now, I guess um is that how they're doing it uh so the church I go to has always kind of had an online component, so yeah, so we just do it all okay but um, what we're we saying. So okay, Sorry, so, I'm yeah, trying to so, pin like, down so, what it physically yeah. looks
1: like when you're doing yes, this. Yes, yes.
0: So like every time I go to the grocery store now, um, I buy extra food. Um, so like, and it's mostly uh, rice, dry beans, canned vegetables, dried vegetables if I can get them. Um, and I've also been throwing like B12 supplements and iodized salt in there uh, because if you have those things, you um, you have a nutritionally complete diet. It's not like a gourmet diet. Um yeah. and it's not necessarily the most tasty diet, but like that's that that stuff will get you through and you can buy it um you can make that stuff last a long. Time. Um and the idea is that um that that food I'm not buying it for me. Um in fact like when I buy it that food already belongs to whoever needs it. Um, It's just a matter of I need to give it to them. So, um, so like a a friend reached out uh, recently and was and was asking about food not bombs. Um, And I said that the food not bombs is still doing the distro. um, And you know, told them sort of the details on that. But um, I reached back out to them and was like, hey, if you need food, like I've got extra stuff. Like I'll run some over to like no problem. And I did that like not because I was part of an organization, right? I didn't do that because uh, I was part. I was like subscribing to some like specific doctrine or um, some specific principles or because like the bylaws of my organization demanded that I do that. Um, I did that because like that's just like what I, as a person, feel it's my. Um, I don't, it's just that's just not even not even feel not even feel it's just, that's just what I do and like that's different from like that's that is what I feel I should do. Um, it is just what I do is that if somebody needs food, I will give And I think that's a different, I think it's a different way to approach things than to build programs that do things outside of us and like set up sort of like these infrastructures to do things outside of us rather than taking. Um, rather than like, I guess, reflecting on oneself to make oneself a person who does the things that we set up in for sure. And I think that if we all did that, if we all like took an earnest look inside and decided what kind of world we wanted to live in, um, and that I think that most, if not all people want to live in a world where um, you don't have to worry because we're in it together, I think we wouldn't need, we wouldn't need Groups and food banks, welfare, and probably even governments generally. We wouldn't like just not even. This isn't even like just a, this isn't even like an overthrow, blah, 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 like revolution. That's not what this is. Um, this is just like it would, it would be obsolete because we would already be doing all the things all right. that governments are
1: And you and I were talking a little bit about this earlier, and I mm-hmm. was sharing my memories of like. Southeastern Iowa and my grandparents growing up in an area where all of the neighbors knew each other and all of the neighbors knew Mm -hmm. that, yes, it's important that I have uh, emergency rations, that I have my vegetables canned for the winter, that I have, you know, all of these Mm -hmm. things because the electricity could go at any time, et cetera. Mm -hmm. And it's important that I know uh, that my neighbor's okay. And as my grandma in Southeast Iowa refused to move into town and my grandpa was gone, um, I was just stunned at how active the neighbors were. The neighbors would come Mm -hmm. down the road. Like the next door neighbor is three quarters of a mile down the road. It's a hike, right? But they Mm -hmm. would swing by every day, every other day, uh, depending on what was going on. And, um, You know, I I think that kind of resilience without any kind of organization, without any national or state or county infrastructure, if we all had that, then I think that's a a big chunk of uh, what it is you're talking about. Is that
0: right? Yeah, definitely. So um, a couple of thoughts on that. Uh, And I think the first one is that um, I think like a way to understand is like is that I think naturally human beings do that. Right. We're social animals. And like the thing is, is that like we intrinsically like in our hearts know that like we're safer when we when we have people looking out for us, when we're looking out for other people. Right. right. Um, like that's called reciprocity. That's um, um I, I pulled that term from Robin Wall Kimmerer, who's a Potawatomi botanist, um, and she wrote a book called Braiding Sweetgrass. And it's a really good book. It's kind of long, but um, I think it's got a lot of good stuff in it. Um, But that, like, in... She speaks mostly from, like, Potawatomi and Haudenosaunee Native American perspectives. Um, Like, those are kind of her two sort of core um, worldviews that she draws on. Um, There's these these notions of reciprocity, of the idea that um, everything we do has an impact on other people and that we should be and not even just in people, um, defined as not just human beings, but people as like plant people and animal people and like rock people and, you know, soil people, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Um, because in a lot of native American, um, uh, sort of life ways, uh, other than human creatures were considered people. Um, so yeah you see, anyways um uh, i don't need to go on so, a whole tangent
1: right? uh, so so my so my, how my brain works is oh okay you're talking about ethics and ethos and philosophy okay, cut
0: out oh i can't hear you anymore I can't hear oh you. there now i can hear you oh yeah now this I can is hear going you.
1: great um <laughs> <laughs> in my professional jury rigged two microphone oh boy and um so these ethoses have existed forever like since Humans mm-hmm. have been hunting and gathering in groups because it's like, oh, hey, that's advantageous for us. We're going to survive better if we're mm-hmm. uh, taking care of each other because the lone wolves mm-hmm. uh, end up dying out. Um, uh, so so um, there's hundreds of books, I'm sure, that mirror mm-hmm. this kind of ethic that mirror this kind of ethos um mm-hmm. and say things that in poetic in very poetic ways and non-poetic ways and very practical terms and mm-hmm. very humanist terms whatever uh say these things and i'm sure there's tons of uh of these things that you agree with that are already in the uh, the pantheon of human uh recorded <laughs> thought so what what <laughs> yeah. is it that you do and i'm sorry if this is annoying but what is it that you do on a sunday that's not Mm -hmm. And it doesn't have to be food, not bombs specifically, but if it's not Mm -hmm. food, not bombs Mm -hmm. or some other specific box, you know, structured thing, Mm -hmm. what, what Mm -hmm. exactly is it, you know? So, yeah, by, and by spread and by the way, as you know, religion and organizations are great ways of communicating messages about ethoses and ethics and things (laughs) and -hmm. making sure that lots of people get on board with the program that you Mm -hmm. seem like you want everyone to be, you know, more on. So I'm trying to, Mm -hmm. I'm trying to figure out how you have what you want, which is not yet another organization, Mm -hmm. not yet another organization to join, not yet another organization uh, that you uh, have to worry about managing uh, people and Mm -hmm. their conflicts and all that stuff. And yet you still Mm -hmm. spread this message. Like, uh, how do you get there without communicating and organizing? And and, and you know, I'm going to use the dirty word money on you. How do you get there without mm-hmm. money? Oh no. <laughs> <laughs> um.
0: So, so, so on a given Sunday, I'm probably like to just like, explicitly answer that question. Um, I'm probably doing homework or something, right? Like I haven't like done like a swap, like a clean swap of like this for that, mm. right? Um, there's not like there's not like a specific thing that I'm doing in lieu of food, not bombs on Sundays. Um,
1: how am I going to stalk you? If I don't know
0: exactly where you are doing exactly what <laughs> you're making, it it's going to really be tough. Today. I, then, believe I believe I <laughs> believe in it. you're, you're a smart guy. You can figure out how to stalk me. I have to
1: up my game apparently because uh, he doesn't keep a <laughs> set schedule
0: anymore. Listen, you were getting, you were getting stagnant you were getting stale. <laughs> I had to keep you on your toes. I use a those in skills. Yeah. 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 Um, yeah. <laughs> But, uh, but no, so I, I think like I've been, I've been in conversations with a lot of people. Um, and you know, talk is cheap and I understand that there is, there's actually something that Keith McHenry writes about in the food, not bombs book, um, cook for peace, uh, which is that like, it's important to be doing actions, um, as much if not more than you are doing meeting. Right. Um, because if it's just, it's just all meetings, then we've, you know, just set up a reading group basically. And it's, you know, it's all well and good for self-improvement, but, um, a reading group, uh, is only, is only, uh, as effective as it inspires actual action. Right. Yeah. Um, but so like, I've been having a lot of conversations with folks, um, and trying to explain what I guess I'm trying to explain here on this podcast. Uh, which is that there's not like a a specific prescription that I think we can give out on how to save the world. Right. Uh, Because it, it's, it really depends on the individual. Right. Um, Because everybody's at a different place. Everybody's got a different heart. Everyone's like had a different set of like very specific life experiences that although we try to like group them up into labels, like, you know, uh black or white or um or you know man or woman or worker or uh you know um like rich person et cetera et cetera et cetera um like fundamentally, I think like we each have this sort of specificity that's uh in hos like i I hesitate to ever like give a universal prescription on like how to do with things it's highly contextual to the person and like the relationships that they have and where they are um and so that's why I think like it's it's more important to like be doing work to, to 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 encourage people to reflect, I guess, on like the ways that we're living. And like and so to reflect on like the actions we're taking, right? So it's like solving for X in a math equation where like you've got, you know, X plus one equals three, right? So you've got the you've got like part of the equation um so you're you're saying you're the one you're the plus one, and you've got the result which is three, and so like if we look if we like take that, we can assume that the x is two woohoo, I remembered my fucking fifth grade math or whatever be proud of me uh <laughs> but um but like so it's so like I think like that's sort of like a a good analogy maybe for like the kind of reflection that I think is an important um quote unquote first step uh. That like we need to be looking at like the the actions that we or the results that we're getting, um and determining like okay like how are we getting to this result? And I think like, the results we're getting are um you know billions of people hungry, um a pandemic sweeping through this nation and like keep, like projected to kill a quarter of a million people, um like in the U.S. alone. Uh, we've got um people um you know getting kicked out of their houses during a goddamn pandemic. Uh, We've got businesses shutting down, people getting laid off and no safety net for these people. Um, We've got immunocompromised folks and older folks. I scared to death. And we've got people out there um, like at parks and stuff. And like, apparently the only way that we have to solve that is to put police and national guard on the streets to point a gun at it. And so like these are the results that we're getting. Yeah. Um, we're getting violence and suffering. Um, and like the, the known quantity is us, right? We're part of this equation. Somehow we're getting to this. And so like we need to solve for X and figure out, okay, how are we getting here? Um and I think the answer that I come to is that um we are choosing to do all these things, implicitly or explicitly, that um by not um, I mean, so, so like the thing is, is, like, people are out there alone. People don't feel secure. They don't feel safe. People don't talk to their neighbors. People don't, um, like have extra stuff, um, on hand to help each other out if things get dire. Um, you know, we don't have community infrastructure to help people when they're suffering and when the tragedies happen. Even though we know the one thing we know about being a human being is that, um, shit's gonna go wrong at some point. Um, so maybe we change our results by changing like the very core of the way we're living, changing the way we look at each other, um the way that we speak to each other, the way the the little ways that we act every day, um like buying a little extra rice at the grocery store so you have some to help your neighbor out or like reaching out to somebody and saying like hey, like I've got food, I will come and give it to you, right? And that's really all we can do, I think. And this is this comes from um a lot of thinking about stuff like rhetoric and the Bible. Um, and like, no matter where I look, it seems like the only thing that we can, the only thing we can control is that X is like, is our actions that we're taking. The X is like the actions that we are taking. The the, the sort of gamble is um, I'm gonna put myself out there and I'm going to like give my resources away. Mm. And in so doing, hopefully, um elicit and like bring about a reciprocal response right to act and like like geez, like treat be the way you want to be treated blah 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 like you know it's uh every action has an equal and opposite reaction well then like what if the thing that we're doing is um going out there and like just giving like unmediated love to one another yeah right like person to person human to human like not like you know faceless organization the food bank etc Um, out there like the food bank will take care of you the government will take care of you and like now i'm starting to sound like a conservative but but like the thing is is that like what happens if we stop trying to get things that aren't human to do the things that humans are supposed to do which is love each other
1: yeah well the thing the why i keep pressing on the specifics i think is that (laughs) because that's the only way that i can process the world you know the only way that i can figure out What I should, what I'm doing wrong, you know, which is a hyperactive center of my brain, which, you know, is a long story, Mm -hmm. but also like how, how can I improve? How can I get better? How can I make it better for other people is through the specifics. Like I'm a very action oriented Mm -hmm. mental organizer. Mm -hmm. Like either Mm -hmm. I'm doing something and it has to be a concrete thing that I go out and do, or you know, mm-hmm. whatever. So I'm the kind of guy who has an existential crisis every morning in the shower mm. because blah, blah, blah. <laughs> yeah. And uh, I relate. yeah. And uh, you know, so that, that's why I'm annoyingly uh, trying to pin down to specifics action no, because I want to help. Right. Like the, yeah. like yeah. all of the problems that you're saying are in, in our society. And, um, uh, the, what what can I do about that is, is a constant thing for me. So like this year, um, I might be uh, buying a house again. And suddenly mm-hmm. I'm like overwhelmed by feelings of, wow, um, people that I know don't have houses at all. And there's mm-hmm. golf course houses for half a million dollars that the bank would give me a loan for, which is insane, right? Mm-hmm. Like it's, it's crazy. Mm-hmm. I've got a friend who... Um, needed rent money and the fact that Mm. I have the financial means to make him not homeless in a way Mm. that doesn't change my life circumstances at all, the fact that I can wield that power over him is just crazy to me. Like that's that's Mm. that's insane. Like why can one human being hold that power over another human being whether or not someone is Mm. on the street? I mean it's it's bonkers. So Yeah. So, you know, I assuage my guilt through donations or actions or whatever <laughs> and mm-hmm. it all has to be like concrete stuff like it's not until i you know give a mon- money to this that i feel like oh okay i've done something and i don't have to feel guilty about it and so then it's all a matter mm-hmm. of percentage right it's a matter of how much percentage of your time are you giving to help other people what percentage mm-hmm. of your resources what percent you know how much are you going to spend on the stupid crap that you want to spend money on, uh, when other Mm -hmm. people have nothing, you know? So one Mm -hmm. way that life can go is uh, you just put all of your earthly possessions, you know, you just trash it all and you move to wherever and try not to be a burden on them. You try to be helpful to, uh, wherever that is. And, uh, I'm not that, uh, extreme, I guess, or whatever. So (laughs) I haven't done that. I've done something in the middle probably way closer to the selfish end than way closer to the altruistic end. But other than Mm -hmm. balancing these things as a a psychological balance and doing, making, taking concrete actions, I I don't know how else the world works, you know? So,
0: yeah. Um, so, okay. So, so my question is, is have I not, do I need to get more concrete? I don't know if I can. No, it's, it's, um, have I have I supplied it sufficient? Have I answered that question yet? No, I'm it's curious. your it's From just your I'm
1: gonna miss you when you're not down there on Sunday, right? Oh so I'm gonna be like, oh well crap. <laughs>
0: we'll hang out when there's not like a quarantine on. Oh,
1: okay. <laughs> well, yeah, just come back yeah. like, you know in two years when we have a freaking vaccine for this thing and we'll be fine.
0: Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, for... I mean what? yeah. No. No, and I and I appreciate uh, the thing. That means a lot. Uh that you're going to miss me. Not that like, I want you to miss me. Uh, oh, I, know. You hate, I know this is but... all
1: about me. That's if yeah, there's one thing. I know ego, if there's one baby. thing. My brain understands about the world. It's all about me.
2: <laughs>
1: <laughs> That's what I've learned from 43. <laughs> How old am I? I'm old years.
0: <laughs> it's all about me. I think you. Like, I think you're about twice the age that I am. Ouch. Is that, is that a rude thing to say? Boy. That was a rude thing to say wow i mean i am demonstrably younger than, i'm a baby
1: <laughs> he'll be back just wait he'll be in his mid-40s oh god And he'll be like probably where are these boxes i can put myself in every sunday i want a structure yeah. i want an organization i can join i want a mailing list mm-hmm. that makes me feel like i'm a good person
0: there you go that mailing list is fucking just shot the shit <laughs> god that email list fucking broke and it upset me greatly when it happened <laughs> uh, google you your damn spam filter it wasn't even spammy anyways yeah well
1: um and and i yeah. always think about like every time i encounter organizations that are trying to do good or people that have what i think are really interesting ideas about better ways that we can organize ourselves a lot of times i'm i'm sitting in these rooms where people are saying these things and i'm like mm-hmm. you know that's a really good point you got to get your message Mm -hmm. out. Like you're doing a really Mm -hmm. bad job of taking (laughs) people from not knowing who you are to knowing Mm -hmm. who you are and agreeing with you. Like there's a gap there Mm -hmm. and you got to ramp, you got to build that ramp. Like you got to have a way to Mm -hmm. onboard people onto whatever your message is, you know, whatever, Mm -hmm. whatever it is that you guys, whatever that organization stands for, thinks about this or that or whatever from a policy, you know, Mm -hmm so many rooms I've sat in and some of them are book clubs. Right. And they're like, Hey, we're Mm going to study mm -hmm. the greatest hits of our favorite, you know, uh, Mm -hmm. (laughs) not a cult, not a cult. Anyway, um, I, I I understand that there's a lot of value in deep understanding of the thing that you are already deep into and you've bought in with your in group. Okay. Mm -hmm. That's fine. But, tiny in-groups are never going to be anything more than tiny in-groups and eventually die out if you don't have an onboarding process to bring people in the front door. Right. So when I look Mm -hmm. at the history of the churches that I'm familiar with and things like there are some really great policies for changing the world, like, Mm. Uh, I'm not going to say what they are, (laughs) but but if I I... (laughs) was, that makes it sound
0: sinister.
1: (laughs) Well, I just don't want to piss people off. (laughs) Um,
0: Oh, I'm gonna I'm about to piss a lot of people off (laughs) with my next comment.
1: I guess my point is not I'm not trying to pick on any specific religion or whatever. But if I was Mm. trying to strategize, how could I make a thing popular? Right? Like I just if I just Mm -hmm. invented a cult. And I want to make a thing popular. There are things that I could borrow from other religions that I think are really good mm-hmm. at self-perpetuating, yeah. that are good at gathering resources, that are good at maintaining resources, that are good at generational um uh, continuation of that uh shtick, you know? So all of those things are – well, anyway. So when you're not wanting to have another thing to join, right, because you're half mm-hmm. my age but soon you won't be – um you know it seems to me there's a ton of power in these things to join mm. and i don't i don't know what it looks like when you're not trying to like I, you can't change the world on your okay you could change the world on your own if everyone did that simultaneously but there's no way to make that accelerate there's no way to catalyze that you happen. can't make it no well, but, but but what but, but, but it's when you have a great ideas You want Mm -hmm. to spread them, right? Like you want the world to be a place where more people uh, have these same ideas, right? Like why wouldn't Mm -hmm. you? Why wouldn't you? That's how you make the world better. And then you don't have the large scale, massive societal problems that you you spoke of earlier about, you know, people getting thrown out when there's Mm -hmm. rent hikes in a crisis, et cetera, you know? Wait, wait, what is yeah. it? 30% of all housing in the United States is vacant. I mean, that's crazy, right?
0: Yeah. It's some absurdly high number. Yeah. Yeah. Like literally like out in California, folks are just like, Hey, we're occupying the, it's literally owned by the state. So like, you know, if you believe that, um, what the government owns is owned by the people and like theoretically people own that house. Right. But, um, as, as I think we're seeing, um, there 's a mismatch between what uh, we 're told uh governments are and what they are in action yeah. but but here 's um, where those people get kicked up but here's yeah, where politicians
1: get it right is is absolutely true that if you can 't ramp people into voting for you and then getting the votes, et cetera, then your mm-hmm. ideas don 't go anywhere right like you have to have mm-hmm. power to change society and you have to have people that agree with you, so you have to have an introduction anyway so uh, mm-hmm. that I don't have any idea what the point of my whole so, was there. <laughs> well, my, I mean, my what I hear is this, I want to, I want yeah. to join the cult of whatever okay. we were going
2: to call you.
0: <laughs> yeah. Okay. Let's do a cult. Um, <laughs> I mean, don't, don't, if we're yeah, talking but, about, I don't want to, I don't want to be the sense. I don't no, want no. to, I don't want to be the locust of anything. And
1: that's why you are wow. my messiah. That's why.
0: So that's why you're trying to do it to
1: me. <laughs> I'm not trying. It just, it's already. <laughs> a... Don't
0: make a fucking, don't make a Cincinnati <laughs> so, out of me. So
1: you've seen uh life of Brian, right? The Monty Python movie, the life. of. I haven't. Brian. Oh I my should God. Have, okay, I there's haven't. a whole scene
0: about I'm this. Sorry. All right. I know it's like it's about uh, a guy that gets mistaken for Jesus, right? Oh well, the, the, which the, is actually yeah. a good segue into. Well, I mean, did you want to? you want to elaborate on the? Uh,
1: well, the, 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 the theme of the life of Brian, at least one chunk of it is mm-hmm. that Brian is actively not trying to have followers and things, which makes him very mm-hmm. appealing to people. And there's a whole scene mm-hmm. that I'll send you the YouTube video and I'll put in the show notes. Oh, Lord. Um, where okay. he's running away and everyone takes all of these like accidents and things as signs from the Messiah that they have now discovered. And thank God he's come to save us all and, you know, all this stuff. Mm-hmm. So there's, there's that whole thing. So you've seen Forrest Gump, mm-hmm. right? Yes. Yeah. So Forrest Gump, when he's running across the country, and there's hundreds of people following yeah. him across the country,
2: <laughs> that's mm-hmm. what I'm telling yeah. you
1: is that I want to uh-huh. join your thing, and okay. you can just tell me everyone to go away, and we'll run across the desert.
0: <laughs> was, I'd rather do mo- yes.
1: motorcycles if you don't mind, but um,
0: oh no, I'm here for motorcycles. Hey, there we go. Hell yeah. Let's start
1: a biker gang.
0: That's what we can do. Uh, okay, I'm down. You know what? Fuck this. <laughs> Fuck this like love and freedom shit. Let's start a biker gang. And just like break some things, yeah. But well, that doesn't have to be violent. What?
1: Oh, they're motorcycle clubs. They're not gangs.
0: <laughs> okay. <laughs> oh boy, I could talk about some clubs that. Yeah, we're not gonna. We're not gonna talk about the fucking clan. We're we um, doing an
1: excellent job. Forty-five minutes. We've we've talked
0: 45 uh, minutes saying we're, we're not going to talk we about
2: anything. Yeah.
0: Okay. It's amazing. Sweet. This is the Seinfeld. That's my whole esthetic The Seinfeld podcast. Uh, <laughs> listen, this is a great first pod. I listen to a lot of podcasts. This is an interesting first <laughs> podcast experience. Um, yeah, he's like, I know that if I was listening to this, I'd be like, holy shit, this kid needs to fucking stay focused on one thing. <laughs> uh, okay. Okay. I want to, I want to bring us back <laughs> though. Um, to this idea of uh, of of these like programs of like these churches and yeah. religious organizations Bridget. that have these good ideas and stuff um, so so I I, I I am a Christian um, sort of it's complicated uh, <laughs> um, but I, so I go to a Christian church um, I believe in the teachings of Jesus Christ Um, I would even say I believe that Jesus Christ is the Messiah um, in one sense of the term. That's a way to say what I believe, uh, which is like weird, just a weird esoteric way for me to be mysterious, I guess. But um, but the thing is, like when I look at the teachings of Jesus and the Gospels, um, what I see is not Jesus going around and being like, hey, guys, unionize. Uh, (laughs) He's not he's not setting up churches what do you mean um he he organized not, 12
1: apostles and
0: he said you you know, know, well, drink up this went and in this made, is my made churches and... um I don't know if I would agree that's what Jesus necessarily wanted them to do well, he, he, um or even that like he started yeah. the 12 right
1: like the 12 was his idea He's yeah
0: like, he, they yeah the 12 apostles followed him yeah. yeah um and there's like there's churches like Peter you're the rock of my church um I I would argue that, like, it, it's possible, or, like, one way to understand the gospel, because I don't necessarily believe that there's only one way to understand the Bible. Um, I think, like, one way to understand the gospel is, like, that whatever Jesus meant by church, um, was not what we have today. In fact, so I listened to this podcast called The Liturgist. I can't remember who was on there. It might have been Rob Bell or somebody, something that, like, most Christians hate. Um, but, uh, but, like, somebody was saying on there that, um if jesus had found out that like they took his teachings and made a church out of it he'd be like incredulous he would be flabbergasted by that because like because if you look at what he did right and if we're talking like not about like programs and prescriptions but like what um what like actions he was saying like jesus was like out just like on like just a hill preaching to people and like he would just be like out in like the in the in the fields and stuff or he'd be out um like by the tombs or whatever he's just walking around he wasn't in the synagogue hardly ever Like he went to the synagogue sometimes when that's where the people were because jesus went where the people were or the people came to him sometimes too i'm getting all scattered but um but like no like the thing is like so you look at the the beatitudes um like so jesus like just out on this hill and like a bunch of people show up because they like what he's saying and they come and listen (laughs) Or you talk about the miracle of the fish and the loaves. And like, again, like Jesus is like out on like a hill, just like some random hill somewhere. Um, and like, the, like all these people come and they listen to him because they're just like, what are you saying? And like what he's saying sounds true to them, even though, um, funnily enough, he like continually tells people in the Bible, like you hear me, but you have no idea what I'm actually saying. Um, so he understood that like, although all these people were coming in and listening to him, that, um, a lot of people didn't actually understand the implications of this message um which i think is which i think like is a message through time toward the church um that i think like a lot of um the christian church doesn't necessarily i don't want to say like that i understand but like that there is a there's an interpretation of of the gospel that i hold um that i think is not represented by the church and is not well represented in society in general i'm wandering again um no, you're really yeah, so like, scenes from
1: Life of Brian is what you're doing. So well, you're you really
0: Am I to okay? <laughs> Apparently. I'm just writing Life of Brian. Uh, I do this a lot. Um quick tangent. Um I swear. Uh, it's quick. But um I fucking would you have just been in conversations before I'll say a thing? And they're like, oh, Marx said that, or like Dorita said that. I'm like, oh shit, I thought I came up with that myself. <laughs> so this is a theme for me. But anyways, like I, I thought, uh,
1: I invented a thing in Minecraft last night, so I was shocked. When was it else... was it
0: redstone? We knew about redstone. No, no, no.
1: When Jay. you go deeper in the mine, okay. you put the torches on the left, mm-hmm. and when you're coming back out of the mine, you put the torches on the right, and that way you always know oh, how fuck. to like, get get back to your entrance. Anyway, sorry. I, I yeah. thought I invented I've really that. I've Minecraft, and uh, I I was very disappointed when someone else did not credit me with that. Uh...
0: I think like I think like actually like, real world miners were probably doing something like that. <laughs> <laughs> But uh but to finish my point about the 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 miracle of the fish and the loaves, or like Jesus who feeds the five thousand, um, is that um what I found like really remarkable about that scene is that at least in how it's recounted in Luke, I believe, um, what happens is like all these people gather to see Jesus, and then like one of the apostles like, Hey, it's lunchtime. You need to send these people away uh, so they can go eat. And she's like, "Nah, we'll feed them." And they like, "Wait, <laughs> like with what food? We don't have any food." And Jesus is like, "Go out there, like ask them what food they've got, um, and we'll it'll work." And they're like, "Uh, okay, dude." And so they find this kid, and this kid comes over, is like, "Hey, I've got like five fishes and three loaves of bread, or something like that. Some like minuscule number for like the five thousand people that are out there." Um, and everybody knows this story, um, because they like they split, they like the, he starts dividing the bread and like he feeds five thousand people, right? Um and so we're always we always like talk about that and it's like, oh wow, it's Jesus was the Messiah. Is this clearly proof? Like we always talk about these miracles as like, whoa, like Jesus fucking made five loaves of bread, feed five thousand people. Wild. He that's he's so special. That wasn't the point of that story at all to me. Um what that story is to me is that like this kid came forward. He had he had like fuck all compared to like all the people that were here. Like there's no way this kid could have thought. That he could feed everybody, but like he still stepped up and he showed up. Like this is what I have, and like over and over again in the gospel, when people show up with what they have, which a lot of times is nothing except for like faith, um, and like it's always enough. It is all like whenever we show up with enough or with what we have, it it, it is it's enough. Yeah. Um, and so like to me, I think like that's the thing. It's so, like that is a I I see that when I study rhetoric as well. Um, so Jim W. Is, is has been a big influence on me. He was a, uh, a teacher at the University of Texas, I think. He was an English professor somewhere. Nobody's heard of him, I'm sure. But um, he talks about argument, um as anytime we argue with other people, we're doing harm to them. We're committing violence against them. Um, and I swear this is related. Hang, hang with me for a second. Um, and so, like, uh, the reason that an argument is violent is because you are taking, like, the core understanding that somebody has about the world and their place in it. And you are telling them that that's wrong. Like, the entire way that you understand yourself is incorrect. And I'm going to yell at you and, like, throw facts at you and tear you down and tell you why, like, your entire sense of being is incorrect and why you should be listening to me. And, Quarter sort of talks about how like, this is never really fruitful because like the best, like really the best case scenario is that you just like fucking beat this person into despondency. Right. Or like, or they can have this sort of like this traumatic experience where they have to shift to a new way of thinking and maybe like they become um, more to your liking after that. But like, you've still had to like commit this, this act of violence against them. Um, mm-hmm. And so, and so what Corridor says is that like the way, the only way that we can get out of this cycle of like constantly just like fucking doing violence to like the, the thing that's like even like more sacred than our flesh and blood, which is like just the way we understand ourselves, the story we're telling about ourselves, is that like we have to put our fists down. Right. And we have to do that, um, with the understanding that like, um we can't we have no guarantee that the other person isn't still going to punch us as soon as we put our defense down right um but like that the the only way to stop the violence of argument or just any violence um is that like we have to put our fists down as like a gesture of goodwill to say i am like i don't know what you're going to do to me i'm going to make myself vulnerable to you um and i'm going to hope that you don't take advantage of that, and that like by this show of goodwill that we can we can both break this cycle. And like again, this like it's like this 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 act of like having no guarantee that like this gesture is going to be enough, but like doing it anyway on like the thin hope that it will be. And I think that I think that if we if we genuinely do that for each other, if we like genuinely commit to say like whatever you need, um, I'm going to do everything I can to to provide that for you to get like to get you food to get you housing etc like i'm going to stand with you no matter what you need and trust that you're not going to take advantage of me that if everybody does that like we 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 like we fix a lot of things yeah i don't know if we fix everything but we fix a lot of things
1: yeah i went to a talk in omaha about um restorative community justice and Mm -hmm. it heads all the way to prison abolition you know So Mm -hmm. the road to prison abolition is on this restorative justice path. Um, So there were a lot of interesting ideas. And that that was about a two hour talk, I think, and discussion Mm -hmm. group after that. So, Um, yeah, I I just wanted to prove that I went to uh, Sunday school for 18 (laughs) hours. Awesome. And say that, (laughs) hey, when you're when you're telling the story (laughs) about the a kid that brings what mm-hmm. he has, even if it's not mm-hmm. enough and then it becomes mm-hmm. enough. There's also the story mm-hmm. of the widower widow, the widow who gives a penny and the rich man who gives a lot of money. And, mm-hmm. uh, the, the widow was the one making the true sacrifice, you know?
2: Mm-hmm.
1: So, I yeah. don't remember where the, I don't remember any of my, where any of the Bible stories are in the Bible,
0: but that's, Bible. I don't either. Cause I've only recently begun to like relook at the Bible, but like, honestly, like as somebody who was Christian, um, was like a fundamentalist conservative, like, um, just hateful Christian. Um, and like went through a period of like six years of atheism and then was like a fucking pagan for a bit. That's not, not not a pagan now, but, uh, but like I've like been been coming back to the Bible as uh, after having sort of like traversed this gamut of political and spiritual and social understandings, and like finding like it to be shockingly resonant with like a anti-authoritarian um, worldview.
1: Yeah, I'm deeply amused by all the labels that you uh, accept and reject, and that be, the labels that people it's, put on you.
0: I. I was hesitant to even say anti-authoritarian because it's a reactionary term still. also, um,
1: well, so it's atheist, right?
0: Yeah, but like thats a, I'm not an atheist anymore. It's a past thing. So like, that's not a thing I claim now.
1: So what is the, what is your theism now?
0: Um, do you want this podcast to be like fucking five hours? <laughs> I mean, my theism is everything I've just said. Oh, okay. Yeah, I mean... So it's, it's
1: not necessarily okay. a literal God, a literal Jesus
0: well, Christ, no. or it, it is, is all those it is. and more? Yeah, okay. Yeah, it's, it just, I think, okay, so there's a poet, Diane De prima that I um, am a huge fan of, whose book I can't find because it's, like, out of print, and now I can't go to the library and get it because fucking Rona, um, which pisses me off. I think I have it on my computer. Uh, can I recite poetry? Can I recite a snippet of poetry? I assume so.
1: Yeah, I don't.
0: Is that in fair use?
1: Am I going to get demonetized? If I
0: excerpt it? (laughs) (laughs) The copyright lawyers. It would be really funny if the copyright lawyers came for us because this is literally an anarchist, an anarchist poet. Um, but um, I'll just quote part of it because that's definitely fair use. Um, so this is from De Prima's um, book and, and of poetry, hope, Revolutionary
1: Legendary. i sorry, Church. real quick. I hope I didn't sound judgmental about the theism no. thing. That wasn't, that wasn't. No, 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 you're I was sure. just trying to understand the atheism swing back through the, the swing and where yeah. we're now and what is this God thing was. Well, was uh, what through. is this God
0: thing? Yeah. Isn't that. Yeah. Sorry, you can, you can, you can do <laughs> Do here. My poetry. Yeah. Okay. Um, so, yeah. So, this is um, from a poem titled Revolutionary Letter Number 32 by Diane De Prima. Um And the line that, like, I've just been reciting to everybody who um, will listen to me for five minutes um, is that – I mean, this is just from the beginning. This is the first, like, five or six lines of the poem. Uh, Not Western civilization, but civilization itself is the disease which is eating us. Not the last 5,000 years or the last 20,000 are the cancer – Not modern cities, but the city. Not capitalism, but ism. Art, religion. Once they are separate enough to be seen and named, named art, named religion. Once they are not simply the daily acts of life, which bring the rain, bring bread, heal, bring the herds close enough to hunt. And it goes on from there. But, um, but like those, so like that, that, that notion that like once a thing becomes named, that all of a sudden it. It's actually become other than like what it is. Um so like this is this this saying in in Taoism, and I need to like learn more about Taoism because I'm kind of just like fucking being a dilettante right now and just pulling from it, but but I really like the saying, which is that the Tao that can be named is not the Tao. Um and if we understand the Tao is like ultimate truth, then like what that means is that as soon as we can put a word and a definition on it, all it is not it is immediately all lie. It has become not true. Um, it is no longer what we think it is. Um mm. and so like that's the approach that I take to quote unquote theism or belief is that um I think a lot of the problems that we come up against in um westernized societies and especially the United States, um, is this is this compartmentalism that we sort of st- sort of started the the conversation with, which is um like this, this putting of things into boxes, this like this obsession with nouns and this obsession with like static, understandable things, um, is ultimately, uh, Derrida, Jacques Derrida, who was a French, um, linguist and philosopher, one of the most influential thinkers of the 20th century, um, which is bullshit, by the way. It's just, he was the. <sighs> don't pedestalize french uh philosophers and any philosopher or any person like i just did that's a problem but anyways i i find his ideas useful um because he talked about naming is violence uh language is violence al- always because because as soon as you are putting a word on something you've all, you've immediately divorced it from its true essence because like the things that the true essences of things can't be described in words If they could we would know everything and we wouldn't, we wouldn't disagree on what, um, what things mean, right? Like, we wouldn't disagree. Like, what's the thing? Um, like, I was, I was using this example when we talk about liberalism and, like, when, when a liberal, somebody who describes himself as a liberal, says they are a liberal, they mean something different than when a conservative person calls them a liberal, right? Like, if we, like, took what was in the heads of each of those people At the moment that they uttered the word liberal, and if we were able to, like, map that onto a piece of paper using pictures or words or whatever, it would be two completely different pictures because, like, what they're referring to are completely different. They understand that word and that notion completely different. But, like, the thing is that we walk around and both sides say liberal and they think they're – they think they know what that means. They think they they have a they have a, a a universal definition of that word that means something, and they don't, hmm. um, because that's not how words work. They're always a they're always a uh, a product of of specific. Um, it's it's just every time a word is uttered, it means the things that's slightly different, um, and especially when you have political polarization like we do now, um, those words mean very different things. Yeah, that's um, a much. Yeah. Please, much
1: of, <laughs> let me rescue you. Here Please stop me. Please stop me. <laughs> no, so this this way of thinking, this way of um, characterizing uh, language, mm-hmm. the, the word violence specifically, I find really interesting, mm-hmm. this use of the word violence, because depending on who you're talking to and what context, violence means very different things. Um, mm-hmm. And so this extremely soft violence, what I would consider a very soft use of the word uh violence mm-hmm. is i think trying to make an important point um mm-hmm. uh but uh, you could also say well look we have to have the word violence mean uh physical you know actions of this type and this type of what otherwise we you know can't keep track of what it is that uh we're objecting to or whatever so yeah it's, see
0: but i, I... If I can, so I would, so here's, here's the problem. Like the language is always going to fail us. And like, I totally acknowledge that like when I use violence in this way, um, it can serve to, um, to make other like physical violence seem less important, right? There's a specific word for that notion. I forgot what it means, but like it can, it can, it can sort of like devalue or like, um, De, um desensitize us, right? Um and like that's that's a, absolutely a a problem. And that's the thing that I have to be conscious of is a fucking privileged dude who can sit here and talk into his fancy mic um that his friend lent, loaned him. <laughs> um I mean like I've got you know I've got like a nice computer and stuff. I've got my job still in the middle of this pandemic. I've got income and food. Um so like these these are all things that influence the way that I'm speaking um, and the things that I'm saying and things I'm thinking. Um, and so like, that's absolutely a fair critique, but at the same time, like to presume that violence always meant physical violence and it meant the same thing every time we said it, um, I don't think is the case because if we look at, if we look at say two, two instances of violence, which is police violence against um, a, a, uh, an unarmed black man, um, versus, hold on, let me think. Cause if I use a military example, it's kind of the same thing. Um, so, okay, here we know, here we go. Uh, so the, erase the, the, the police violence thing. Um, let's talk about like a, a drone strike against a, a target in, um, we'll say, uh, where, who are we bombing right now? <laughs> Uh Yemen probably. I don't know. There's definitely Saudi the Saudi Arabians are definitely doing a war in Yemen. Um so let's say we, you know, we're we're bombing a target in Yemen versus somebody mugs uh somebody at, outside of the bar. Um we call both of those things violence, but like one of those is criminalized and one of those is not. Right. Um when Obama dropped a bomb on a wedding party, that wasn't criminal. Um but when a Hungry person, or a person who has been raised their whole life to, um, to see violence as the only way to 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 improve their situation, or the only option that they have to 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 get by. Comparison to make this is like really tricky water because I'm like talking about racial politics, and I'm not a person of color, so I need to be really careful here. But either way, a, a, an act of violence against the powerful is is not understood in the same way as an act of violence by the powerful. That's, that's maybe what I should say instead of trying to um, speak authoritatively about the experience of black folks.
1: Yeah. On our list was the Mm -hmm. the topic of whiteness. (laughs) um, If you want to go down that. Uh, Mm -hmm. So uh, if we want to try to tackle this, I will try very hard (laughs) not to be uncomfortable. Um, Okay.
0: We can talk about whiteness.
1: (laughs) Oh God. So <laughs> you said it. I wasn't even going there at oh, that. Okay, good. Let's just not go there then. I, I, okay. I. Did you just like tease the audience. No, no. I, I want, I want to acknowledge that I, um, that I appreciate that I am a person, especially on a global scale, that has a ton of advantages, um, mm-hmm. financial advantages. You know, like I never missed a meal growing up. Still haven't, obviously. Um. And my parents had enough money to send me to college. Um, I chose to drop out of that college because I had a better opportunity financially, you know, so all of Mm -hmm. this is a very privileged lifestyle. So, so out of 7 billion people, I'm way more fortunate with, uh, than most people on planet earth. Right. And then even in terms Mm -hmm. of Americans, I'm, I'm doing, I'm doing great. And the, a lot of that is um, is attributable, or at least greatly assisted, in ways that I do and don't realize. Don't know lots of ways mm. that I'm not even aware of um, uh, uh, tying to. I think the racial uh, history of this country, et cetera. So I mm. can certainly talk about how I perceive my various uh, privileges, right? But mm until talking to you about it it never occurred to me that my whiteness was a, a topic of conversation because hmm. that immediately implies okay well the uh here's the, the the conversation is then whiteness versus you know what and since i don't have anyone of a non-white uh background in the room, then that is ridiculous. So I think the first thing I said to you was to Dude, white dudes talking about whiteness sounds like a recipe for disaster. <laughs> this is the perfect way for us <laughs> to stay the stupidest shit. And it's just a dumb, uh-huh. dumb topic. So we can just like, not pick it up at all well, <laughs> if you want. I mean but so
0: like, so the thing uh, is is you've that you've done a lot of I, studying
1: and you've given talks, right? on yeah. on whiteness and what Yeah,
0: yeah. So, I have. Um, so
1: you have a whole intellectual like academic um uh background on this topic mm-hmm. that basically I'm mm-hmm. just trying not to, you know, fuck it up and I'm trying to be a good um I'm trying to be a good resource for injustice for people of any uh, racial background. You know, that's, that's my goal. Like to the mm-hmm. extent that me doing something or to the extent that me shutting the f- fuck up about something is helpful to people of, uh, of minority backgrounds. Um, mm-hmm. Great. I would love to do or not do whatever those things are that is, is helpful to uh, their cause. Because like for me, the the I I would I, I just have a visceral reaction um, to bullying of all types, you know. So if you're in a, a marginalized group of any type, the fact that people prey on your marginalized status of whether that's you know racial or or you know, handicap status or you know. Um, mm-hmm. Whatever, like anybody picking yeah. on anybody, it's bullying. I think is my biggest trigger. You know, so mm-hmm. whether it's racial, t- like all of these, all of these issues um, around mm-hmm. racial tension and, and things, are I'm extremely sensitive to it, and I'm extremely not wanting to fuck it up by doing or not doing uh, the right mm-hmm. things or the wrong things. You know, so anyway, and th- thus yeah. ends my entire. 45 <laughs> years of that's it right that's as far as i've gotten yeah. so from an academic yeah, perspective yeah. the fact that you've actually you know studied things and given talks about things is fascinating mm-hmm. to me because this is basically just a topic that i would just try to be supportive and simultaneously avoid you know <laughs> so yeah yeah.
0: So, um, I'm, it's definitely
1: good. So I'm, I'm perfectly happy to just now be done. But if you want to talk about <laughs> that,
0: See, so like it, doesn't, you can't, you can't, you can't like dangle whiteness in front of me and then tell me not no, to no, talk no,
1: it's totally fine. It. Like you can go ahead and talk about it. I just, I I want to yeah. enter into it. Mm-hmm. Um, I guess I, yeah, I I want to be on record saying I'm sorry already
0: because I can already tell okay. that I fucked up. <laughs> no, I don't think you I don't think you fucked up. Like it's it's tough, right? And like it's sensitive and um it's a really hard thing to talk. Well, about. yeah, and I also, like, I, I just I just demonstrated that. I just I fucked up like 5 seconds ago um and had to try to like correct my own um my own like shoddy deployment of race well they they also
1: Uh, say that look and rightly so that mm -hmm. when you're in the majority position and you have Mm -hmm. hundreds of years of systematic injustice against native americans against Mm -hmm. black people against uh hispanic people etc the people in power of course are the people who need to get their shit fixed like of course right of course Mm -hmm. we can't like two white guys talking about whiteness of course we should be talking about it because it's if nothing else at least it's acknowledging that yeah there is yeah, yeah the first
0: step is acknowledging that you're white jay that's the yeah. first step
1: <laughs> um, oh my god publicly like, that's actually it's, that's only partially on. a joke. no i know What's no that? i know it's only partially a joke it drives me crazy it's like uh-huh. fuck yes exactly yeah, yeah it's it's only partially. Changed. Sorry, were you trying
0: exactly. to say something
2: before
1: no, I? I uh... No, I'm done. Okay. What I keep what I keep okay. interrupting you is about how uh-huh. I'm very uncomfortable <laughs> talking about.
0: But so okay, go... just let me just yeah. let me let me take the risk. All right, This is this okay. part is Nick's. I mean, I'm... everyone. Okay. This oh shit! Oh, you just fucking use my name? Right, what the
1: fuck? <laughs> One hour fifteen minutes. <laughs> I've got
0: five. Now, cuts now on I the feel list like right. I should. Like maybe like leave this all contingent to guys. Now I feel like I should use my name. Um, because like, I don't want to be in a situation where it seems like I'm, um, obfuscating what I'm saying. Cause I
1: like, cause I don't want to, I guess oh, I don't no, want to like could, say things they and totally then be like I'm off Come off. after me. Right. Like I, they can.
0: Yeah. But like, I'm the one speaking right now. Like I need to bear some responsibility. Oh, um, right. okay. it's up to you. Okay. Um, you know what? Just,
1: uh, and you don't have to decide right now. We can just
0: yeah, we can <laughs> say whatever we're gonna say, and
1: then figure just it out.
0: like put a put a thing at the top of this. It's like we couldn't decide until the end whether. <laughs> <laughs>
1: well, uh, and the other thing is the last three podcasts are, are uh-huh. the episodes of the um, dungeon dungeon. World. Oh, okay. And I think you out yourself on that one too. So,
0: <laughs> oh, I do because I wasn't trying to like hide myself. It, then I wasn't white It's clearly
1: your voice for the fourth time in a row. <laughs>
0: yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm fucked, is what you're no, saying. No, I'm saying maybe so this doesn't. Isn't so the it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter what. No, I'm saying uh, maybe uh, this that? doesn't even
1: go out the door. Is what I'm saying. But anyway. okay,
0: I we'll keep that on the table. We'll figure it right. out. I think we'll just have to resign ourselves to the fact that I'm easily identifiable in the Uber of this podcast. <laughs> um, so, so in the twenty-seven episode Uber of this podcast. Um, so if this goes up, we'll just assume I'm going to be identified as Nick. Fuck. Okay. Um, so this is actually in the. What? The show
1: notes where we were talking about this, uh-huh. you you were uh-huh. saying Nick, LOL, you're being ironic, but it genuinely does the thing white folks can do is genuinely deconstruct their own whiteness rather than provide blueprints for marginalized communities, yeah. which is so often the case. You said that verbatim a year ago <laughs> when we talked about maybe talking about this.
0: At least I'm consistent. Where did you send me that? Hold on. Did you PM me that? Yeah. Yeah. What did I say? Hold on. Let me let me look at my words again. <laughs>
1: Maybe you've changed your mind about whiteness in the
2: last year. <laughs> I don't
0: know. Probably not. Hello, uh, <laughs> well, you're being ironic, <laughs> but it genuinely does. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. paternalism. I'm talking about paternalism here. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay. I mean, I still agree with that broadly, but I think that the thing I wanted to shit. Okay, we. To- I totally lost the fucking beat. Uh, hold on. So we were talking about. You were saying. Okay. 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 I know where we're at. So you were saying that. Um, that bullying is a big trigger for you. Yeah. And in all of that, yeah. uh, in all its forms. Um, and you were saying that like it, it sucks when people are marginalized for any reason. Um, uh, they get exploited. Um, and, like the thing that I would, I would contend, um, is that, or the thing that I would put forth, I'm not contending that, uh, the thing that I would put forth is that, um, the very, the 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 so i'm gonna say this in a weird esoteric way, and i'm gonna to try to like explain it in a way that's not fucking stupid okay so when we like it is the the constitution the constituting of marginalized people as marginalized people um is the precondition for their exploitation okay, so what that means in like not stupid academic terms um is that when we put people into categories um and especially when those categories have to do with like um you know ideas of like what's a quote-unquote normal body or a normal brain or a normal skin color which like I, which the 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 discussion around race is, although I don't think we understand this all the time, is a is a discussion about what's normal or what's good, right? So we so every time we are discussing marginalized, um, we're discussing marginalization. Um, what that discussion is inherently calling back to is what counts as a good body, a good brain, a good skin color, a good um a good sexuality a good gender a good um like it's fucking like what's good hair right like i'm fucking losing my hair and like so like i i get fucking attraction points um subtracted for that right and like that's not that's not like incel shit like there is like there is sort of this this calculus that goes on in the deep um part of our society which is like where do you rate on the normal slash good scale right um, and we actually, so uh, I think I always bring up for people is that we always talk about in the Nixon uh, JFK debates how um, TV really helped JFK because he was more attractive than than Nixon. Which I think what that reveals to us is that we have two white dudes here, right? Um, two powerful, rich white dudes, right? Um, JFK had the Catholic thing going against him because like there was this like weird upset like hang up with Catholicism back in those days, but. But like um but like if we if we just like take these, if we just if we use the simplistic discourse of um rich white dudes are the enemy, rich white straight rich white dudes are the enemy, right? Then like Nixon and JFK should be on completely even playing grounds. So then why do we talk about how JFK won because he was more he was nicer to look at, right? And that's because like it's so much deeper than just um these um these these the ways that the discourse breaks down which is um oftentimes along racial lines um is oftentimes around gender lines and the reason that happens is because like fi- like we were talking about before physical violence is more often perpetrated to people um because of their skin color or because of their gender identity than like whether you've got a good hairline or not right um and like that's absolutely something that we should not ignore but but um but, like, the thing is, like, there is this deep calculus that, like, that commits violence at different rates, but there is this deep calculus that goes on um that is judging all of us. And that at some point or another, this system is going to make a decision that you're not good enough, right? Um And for a long time, like, just if you were generally, like, a a white, a cishet white dude, like, it was enough mostly to be a cishet white dude, and, like, you've got some level of of... privilege in the society you've got some you've got some clout in the society um but like here's the thing is like we're in the middle of COVID-19 and like uh that bar got raised right like a lot of people who were sort of like skating by on the the gratuity and the 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 charity of the system of like giving people a job because they speak you know standard english because they don't have dreads with all the reasons that people do or don't get hired for like a grocery job right the ways that that people are um sort of discriminated against in these like ways that are that we that we call professionalism quote unquote right but like that bar uh is fucking like is above those people that got those jobs now because like all of a sudden um the society is like seeing like oh shit the profits are threatened, like fucking like batten up the hatches, raise up the ladder. Like we can't afford to like give this charity to people anymore. So there's like a lot of people out there now who are realizing that, oh, like this society was like giving me a bit of a leg up and like that, like that was completely conditional. That was entirely contingent on them being able to do that and also support the flow of money upward, right? Right. And that as soon as, like, the money going upward gets jeopardized, like, people who um don't rate quite high enough start getting cut. And, like, the thing is, like, this COVID is really fucking bad. But, like, a lot of us, like, me and you, Jay, for right now are still good. Like, the thing is, is that, like, uh, at the end of the day, capitalism or um whiteness or, like, all these, like, different things that we think are the enemy aren't actually the enemy. Um, Like, at some point, this thing that we're up against this the what i call the adversary will consume everybody because there's only so much stuff on this planet that it can eat up and like for a while we'll feel like we're okay but like when we're next on the menu it'll eat us up like that it doesn't give a shit how white we are how much money we have um how, how cisgender heterosexual we are um at some point that calculus turns against us and even beyond that, because we're just kind of, we're kind of like middle rung people. We're actually pretty low compared to like the level of like wealth that like Jeff Bezos has, right? Oh, yeah. And like the, the thing is that like at some point, like when the planet's fucked, right? Yeah. Like Jeff Bezos can't eat anymore. And at that point, the system consumes him too. And like, maybe, maybe the, maybe the, maybe they go out to Mars. Maybe they figure out how to fucking do hydroponics in space. It doesn't matter. Like, it doesn't matter how far they go out there because this shit ends at some point. There is, there's only so much in the universe before it collapses back in on itself. At some point, we all die. Right. Um, and so, like, the thing is, is that, um, is that, but I think, <laughs> well, even, sorry. Yeah. I think, what, I, 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 I think, <laughs> so, so I think, I went to space. Er, earlier, yeah, you literally
1: went to started sport. a
0: whiteness. I went to space. Well, baby. you started,
1: I think at, you're talking about like a dishwashing job. Like, so say I have a dishwashing job and mm-hmm. uh, I'm doing, you know, okay right now in America, mm-hmm. probably not, mm-hmm. but maybe the, yeah, probably not. Doing, you probably weren't doing okay with yeah, a dishwashing I mean, because, job, But like
0: right. me is like peon at a fucking, you know, a, co- a corporation right yeah. like i'm okay. Oh, okay but like the thing is if the stock market crashes um even harder um like i'm out like fuck me right, right? like it doesn't like like i'm not actually safe. so i think maybe what you're saying is like there, there
1: there are there's there's x amount of resources on the, the planet mm-hmm. right and we have to grow food yeah and, and even to
0: and food. even that are
2: Mm. Yeah.
1: And then, and then the structure of capitalism is Mm. siphoning to this insanely tall tower, Mm. right? The difference between what the Mm. people at the bottom have and what the people at the top Mm. have, which is a million times what the people at the bottom have or, you know, and growing Mm. or whatever it is. I mean, the charts are absolutely astonishing. And the, yeah it's it's the, like the, it's the wealth wild. gap keeps growing since what the 70s mm-hmm. or 80s or something but yeah anyway and it's, and
0: it's all predicated on sucking stuff up from people lower down the ladder yeah, and like yeah. what happens when there's nobody left to suck from right right, right. like what happens when like when all the resources are sucked up because like there are you were listening to the end of the world right Yeah, yeah. with the josh Collar podcast yeah. he talks about how like there is a finite cap of stuff we can reach because like the universe is always expanding outward, and at some point that outpaces our ability to 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 move in an outward direction that it's that there are certain things in the universe which are moving away from us so fast that we will not be able to reach them before the universe ends. and right. so there is like whether it's like confined to the earth or just to like what we can reach in the span of human history, there is a finite amount of shit out there right. but it, and so like yeah, but, some but point not on the cosmic
1: okay, let me back off the cosmic scale for a minute. I uh-huh. think what I think one <laughs> of the things we're trying to drive at is. As yeah. a, a societal structure, as a financial mm-hmm. structure, or take money out of it, or whatever, I don't know how you do that exactly, but mm-hmm. that if we would just there, we would be in a universe of, of plenty if everyone that could work did work, and everyone had, uh, if we distributed, um, um resources, not that people don't need to be working if, well, this gets into a hole anyway. Um, <laughs> I, I think the, one of the points you're making is there's a model currently, which is a vacuum to the very top of insanely disproportionate things where even in, in a perspective of enlightened self-interest at some point you're, you're taking too many resources from too many people you're outnumbered and you're going to be in trouble right so eventually the french revolution happens eventually the guillotines come out whatever and you need Mm -hmm. to strike a balance people at the top for your own good right strike a balance between Mm -hmm. the fact that you have you know 1700 private jets and maybe you need to trim that down to like (laughs) 150 or whatever and as a society Mm -hmm. we need to decide whether or not society is going to enforce that via Mm-hmm. uh you know tax law and guns right are we going to force so mm-hmm. so then we're then you know we get into the structures of the uh, uh the various <laughs> the various financial uh proposals about um how big government should be and how mm-hmm. how much tax te- progressive tra- taxation and whether how, how drastically you can take that and entitlements and mm-hmm. where is the social safety net? How high do you put mm-hmm. that? Is housing in there? Is food in there? Is, you know, what how mm-hmm. exactly, but it, it's in everyone's best interest. And I think you're back to the beginning of this conversation. I think what you're saying is mm-hmm. if everyone was more uh, in touch with um, their neighbors, their neighborhoods and their, their immediate, Um, the immediate needs of people as people, as as opposed to just, you know, there's a hundred people I need to keep uh, locked out of, you know, my personal uh, storage locker where I'm going to keep a thousand rolls of toilet paper. Um, (laughs) There would be plenty for everybody and everybody would be fine. Right. Which is true until something like this (laughs) comes and then, the people who have the resources to stay safe are going to stay safe, you know, for them and their family, you know, to the extent that that's possible. Um, yeah. And so there's, there's a cycle of there's, there's fear and there's greed. And then there's, uh, altruistic giving, right. Some of which is mm-hmm. because for selfish reasons or sorry, altruistic giving, being not for selfish reasons, but then, uh, people give of their time and, uh, resources for various Uh, different motivations. Um, anyway, so I, I was, I I think trying to say that from a game theory perspective, if we all shared (laughs) more, Mm -hmm. right. Then from, so like I try to be an ethical utilitarianist, I think that's what I am. And I Mm -hmm. try to say, look, the more happiness there are for all 7 billion of us, that's how we know we're winning. Right. So, so you look at the results and you, you can run the math backwards and you can say, okay, well, uh, if, uh, only 20 people are happy, you fucked up, right? If 6 billion mm-hmm. people are happy, that's better. than if 7 billion people, you know, so, but uh, that, that's, that's how I work uh, backwards out of the system. You know, for me, whatever economic system leads to the more happiness for more people, the more fulfillment and human flourishing for more people, that's the system mm-hmm. that you should be using. So then I started things like COVID well, now I'm going to go on a tangent and I look at <laughs> democracies right versus authoritarian regimes and uh, the efficiency and effectiveness of um, uh, things where you've got a bunch of yahoos running around going pew, 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 everything's going to be fine. Don't take my freedom. Don't step on me. And, you know, getting killed. You know, you've got idiot kids on the beach doing spring break. And I don't, you know, I don't blame them because when I was 17, I distinctly remember thinking, Oh, well, if I wreck this car, I'd rather be dead anyway. So, seatbelts are stupid, right? I, I distinctly mm-hmm. remember thinking that. And it made sense at the time yeah. because I was fucking 17, mm-hmm. right? I didn't know I was, <laughs> you know, it's just, it's the kind of thing that you just never think once you're uh, out of that uh, age group, I don't think. So,
2: mm-hmm.
1: i, I have yeah. No idea what my yeah, so. Point I didn't go to space. I no, mean, I, mean, I only went. I only went to, to communism. I only went to authoritarianism. <laughs> is good because we can put a government minder oh, in the front no. of every single apartment building. Oh, yeah. So oh, vote, boy. vote Uh-oh. for me. I'll keep you okay. safe.
2: <laughs> oh, Actually, there's I no more no voting, de- man.
1: I, hold on. Oh, <laughs> I, I take that back. Oh, Don't Lord. vote for me. There's no more voting. <laughs> it's just me now.
0: <laughs> okay. Cool. I mean, that's kind of the situation we're faced with. Is like, do you want the rapist in blue or the rapist in red? <laughs> which one do you want? <laughs> which fucking stupid old man do you want to run the country? I want a rich stupid um,
1: old man to run the country. That's what I want. Well, great. <laughs> you got you got
0: two options. <laughs> All right. You got a fucking embarrassment of candidates. Such a huge I can't from. go wrong. And multiple. See, what's um, win win? Jesus. I'm sorry. I I shouldn't have. I mean. I, I don't know if I should call Biden stupid or Trump stupid. I mean, I think like a lot of people would tell me I should, um, but I, I don't think that's who, I don't think that's what I want to do. Um, and that's the thing is like, the thing that sucks is like, I, for, <laughs> for anything I've said, I, it's possible that I get more flack for saying I maybe shouldn't call Biden stupid. Um, Biden absolutely raped people by the way, and so did Trump. And like, that's not a thing I'm going to apologize for. Um, they 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 they've done bad shit they both anyways this is a f- not related to what you're talking about um <laughs> okay uh so what okay so com, do I do I want to talk about why communism is bad or do I want to talk about um about teenagers cuz you've given well, me so, like a lot of ripe Yeah so in my to, so in my utilitarianist bent right so, oh, okay. Hold on. Let me. Can I take down utilitarianism? Can I do that? Yeah, you can do that. Let me do it
1: in COVID real quick. Okay. In COVID, okay. utilitarianism, yeah. if communism mm-hmm. led to fewer people dying from COVID because the authoritative regime cracked down and put mm-hmm. government miners in the front of every apartment building and took their temperature and people survived, mm-hmm. and that's mm-hmm. what happened for 90 days, and boom, now it's over, and more people survived. Mm-hmm then my utilitarian ethics says, oh, communism is better in that, in yeah. that instance, right? Yes. Because it led to better results, That's... more people, because you cannot have happiness if you're dead.
0: Yeah, that is, so yes, that is why I don't like utilitarianism or <laughs> communism. <laughs> this is, because like, because like, yeah, the most efficient thing is always going to be like the um, eradication of humanity. Right, no, the, utilitarianism says yes. it's maximizing. Happiness. No, because because humanity isn't just human life. Hum, like a thing that I've no, I've been moving towards thinking about. No, it's love and freedom. <laughs> that's what I think it is. I I think you just um, put think,
1: everybody in the Matrix batteries and everything's fine. You
0: just you load see, them no, all that's into pleasure. They we're just talking about pleasure now. I'm talking about the and Matrix think,
1: where they're all plugged into the machines. Yeah. See,
0: I think happiness is a cult. <laughs> We want to talk about <laughs> cults. I think the pursuit of happiness is a cult that we're in. Um, or, like, I've talked to a friend about the cult of prosperity or the cult of... There's a lot of cults. It's just it's just one cult, but it has, like, a lot of components. Uh, it's, like, the, the, the cult of... Well, it's the ethic of expediency. Like, there's a cult of uh, productivity, et cetera, et cetera. There's a lot of cults, okay? Um, because, like, the thing is, is that, like, the things that we think are not religions are actually just religions. Because, well... I mean, not. Sorry. Okay. Words are hard because take, they don't take, mean take anything. Take down utilitarianism uh, and
1: communism, both.
0: Okay, utilitarianism and communism. Given, given uh, the scenario where the disease
1: I, is running I rapid need, I need a strong days.
0: authoritarian hand to guide me to my points. I um, we need a government minder to make sure I stay on topic. Uh, <laughs> so, we anyways, agree. so here's the thing. Um, I so so I, I see the discourse kind of boiling down a lot because I so I run in like leftist circles and like on Twitter, I see all these like leftists being like, uh, wow, look at how Cuba and China like are handling this. Like, look at like they are saving lives. Um But like it's I I guess I would say the same thing that um the fucking capitalists say about the economy um which is that like the cure can't be worse than the disease right um and that's not to say that like the equal distribution of resources is a is worse than the disease but like authoritarianism is like i don't want the fucking solution to to covid um which like is not which is not going away in like 3 months Uh, Like you said earlier, we're not going to see a vaccine for, like, at least optimistically a year. Like, it's not just going to fucking, like, vanish. (laughs) And, like, so, like, all, like, when we're talking about how um, we need to deploy the National Guard and have stay-at-home orders and all this shit, um, it's like, okay, but, like, we're signing up to do this for literally, like, the foreseeable future, uh, and on top of that, we're signing up to have the National Guard on the street during the November elections. At which point, the Commander in Chief of the military, who is a demonstrably unstable narcissist, um, who has been purging his campaign of disloyal people, and has like explicitly like been putting like military officials who are loyal to him in charge of the military throughout his administration. Um, we're going to put the guy in control of the military who has been like purging his campaign of disloyal people. Um, He's going to, he won't even have to deploy the national guard if he wants to override the result. Theoretically, which I don't know if he's going to do that. I don't know if he has the, 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 the self-awareness to do that. Um, There are certainly people in his administration who subscribe to the, um, uh, what is it? Unitary executive theory of the unitary executive or something like that. Um, the idea that like the executive branch should have all of the power, right? Um like there's people in the administration who would absolutely push Trump to, if the election panned out for Biden, um, just like literally uh just to transition into fascism. Like it's absolutely that, that is on the plate. Um and so like when we're talking about utilitarianism and whether we should be doing the things um that in the immediate seem to sort of fix quote-unquote the issue like i think that like when we look at utilitarianism try to like boil it down to an equation uh we 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 blind ourselves to broader implications um and sometimes that is the fact that like uh measures in the short term that produce good results um can have serious bad side effects um such as the rise of a new american fascism but also on uh, like utilitarianism is incapable of i think considering human beings or at least like i haven't seen it do this um understanding human beings as more than just physical beings right that um it always comes down to uh like what's going to produce the best material result um and it doesn't at all like like, like you said, like authoritarianism makes sense in a utilitarian model, but like what about the emotional suffering, the spiritual suffering of a person who's confined to their house, the thing that we're all experiencing right now? What about the, the, the negation of everything that makes us human uh, to be replaced with technologies such as Facebook and texting and, 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 and microphones and you know audio and video chat, all these things that are like simulacra of actual human interaction? Right. What happens when when we when we swap everything out for a more efficient version of itself and somehow lose the thing that was like between the spaces. Right. The thing that like that we couldn't see in the equation because the equation was just numbers and it couldn't see. Um, I don't know. I don't know how to carry this metaphor through. But do <laughs> but you know what I mean? Yeah. No, no, I like get the, to... yeah I... the unquantifiableness of like human existence. The things that we can't understand about ourselves, it can't be put into an equation. Right. See, uh, from, for,
1: for an hour and 40 minutes now, I've been trying to put mm-hmm. you in, well, if you're not in this box, which box are you in? <laughs> right. <laughs> and, the, and utilitarianism uh-huh. makes sense to me because there's something theoretically mm-hmm. you can measure. How do you measure happiness? Who knows? Right. That's the whole mm-hmm. thing. But, um, mm-hmm. but the result, but I, I completely agree with you that I'm not saying that, that mm-hmm. communism is superior forever mm. right I, and mm. you're not you weren't saying that i said that i don't think um yeah. i'm i'm just saying that in a 3 month crisis in an immediate crisis in a hey there's mm. a fire um you uh-huh. need to exit the building in the next 20 minutes and you're not this isn't a negotiation you know yeah a lot of the attacks against yeah, the last... utilitarianism come at the that mm. the uh, the the individual uh, freedom mm. Uh, it, it's more important to have individual freedom and, and rights and uh, autonomy uh and
0: that Yeah but, just, but also libertarians are also wrong. <laughs> but also libertarians are I mean like I shouldn't say wrong but like but also like the hyper uh, focus on um like we've got to fucking ex- like uh, protect the individual at all costs also I think reduces the equation to a a, a dehumanizing level. Right? Because, like, if if we transition to just thinking about the individual, then all of a sudden it's like this spring breaker shit, where it's like fuck everybody else. Like, what's what produces to me the most happiness, right? Uh, um, and like it, it 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 engenders these like Ayn Randian ass narratives yeah. of like my fucking my uh my uh, actions don't impact other people, which is like not true <laughs> at all at any level.
1: Yeah, I've been listening to. Uh podcasts in that whole spectrum
0: mm-hmm. and it's
1: yeah it's been mm-hmm. really interesting how um they don't say these things um that you're accusing them of saying um mm-hmm. it's just hard to see that they're not saying those things uh immediately mm-hmm. because they certainly come off like they're saying those things Be and it's mm-hmm. you know it's it's hard to defend um a lot of those, uh, positions. And then I'm listening to a three hour podcast, them stating the Anne Randian position. And I'm just like mm-hmm.
0: yelling at points because I'm like, Wait, hold on. <laughs> like, Well, and it's, and
1: it's, it's, not, it's,
0: it's based on this.
1: A lot of them, I think it's are, are sincerely trying to say that this is better mm-hmm. and you can still help people. If you want to help people, great. Help people, mm-hmm. you know, feel free, mm-hmm. you know, so. Um, some of yeah, them, some I think people are just assholes, no matter what political label they choose. <laughs> I say
0: I don't believe that. Um,
1: you don't believe some people I are don't know. assholes. I don't.
0: Um, I think people are. Uh, I think people are sort of in conditions that make them act in ways that are that are not nice. <laughs> wow. okay is <laughs> the thing. It's like I think like a fundamental thing that I believe is that people are good. <laughs> Yeah. Um. And like that, I'm not. I can't be <laughs> exclusive about that, right? I can't say that these people are good or these people are bad because, like, when I'm doing that, like, that's the same thing that the society's always been doing. That's what we were talking about before, mm-hmm. which is like, what's a good body? What's a good neurology? What's a good skin color? What's a good ethnicity, etc. Um. And I think that I think there's a lot of people who disagree with me on this, yeah. and I think it's a good discussion to have. But I think that any time. We are saying that certain people are good and certain people are bad. What we're setting up, maybe not in the immediate term. Again, like maybe in the immediate term, like this makes sense. But in the long term, what does victory look like? If like our platform, if our starting point, if the foundation that we're building on, if our rhetorical situation, if the first step we take is those people over there are bad, right? Like how does like where what happens when you fast forward that, you know, uh, ten years, twenty years, five hundred years, et cetera. What does the society look like that started with that? With that statement of like those people are the bad ones. Like, have if we if we look at that and like of all of a sudden we wind up in a society where um you know just like use a I'm gonna use a <laughs> a um I'm gonna try to use something that's not gonna you know fuck it I, I mean like but like if if anytime there's a certain group of people um who are invested in saying that a certain other p- group of people are bad then that is always going to lead to the establishment of unjust hierarchy. Well, to any hierarchy, hierarchy is always unjust because inherently all people are made in the image of God if, or all people are created equal or however you want to understand it. All people have equal worth, then like we have to be honest to that. And like to stipulate in parentheticals, like, that does not mean that we can't call people out for, for doing bad things, right? That means that, like, Biden and Trump um, should be held accountable for um, for their behavior, which, like, regardless of, like, whatever is quote-unquote proved or not, like, I can show you a lot of videos of Biden making women demonstrably uncomfortable. Like, I don't even need to say that for Trump because it's just, like, just on its face, obvious. Um, and, like, we can call ourselves out, you and I, as white dudes. And I'm only – I am both – I am and am not white. And we should discuss that at some point. <laughs> but – um but like us as as white dudes um like we should be calling out ourselves and other people for when we participate in systems of of exploitation and genocide right and then like like a, an easy thing to to fucking like demonstrate is that like you and I and everybody in this country is inherently complicit in the genocide of native americans because every second that we do not um uh, you know, renounce whatever claim we think we have on the on this land, um, and recognize that this was land that was essentially um stolen from native people. Like we are complicit in the continued um attempted genocide against native people, which has not stopped and which they are still embroiled in a five hundred year long resistance against. Mm-hmm um
1: so what do we do there and so though? we just
0: so uh so let me i'll finish my point real briefly which is that um the fact that like you and i were born in the united states which is built on the literal genocide of native americans and black folks and and like these are all failed genocides i want to be clear these genocides have not succeeded in that people are mounting resistance um and but like now even like you know people and from the middle east etc um that like that doesn't make us bad people but we are doing bad things and what we need to focus on is how do we create conditions in which we stop doing bad things because you and i don't want to do bad things we don't want to buy an avocado if it's if it was if it was produced by a a, uh um a bracero who is paid fucking under the table 19 cents an hour or whatever shit um well, no, I want to, I wanna, still want to buy it. I want to buy it that.
1: and give that guy $5, you know, that's what yeah. I want to do.
0: Yeah, exactly. So, well, I mean, I think we can, I think we can go even further than that. Um, which is that like, we need to eradicate the systems that are, that are forcing us to be bad. Right. there's a, there's a Netflix series. Have you seen the good place? Yeah.
2: yeah. Mm-hmm.
0: Okay. I'm going to spoil that. It's so, like brief was Like fast forward like a minute. If anybody listening <laughs> to this is wanting to be spoiled in The good place. Um but like no like, there's a big plot point in that, which is that is that like for like I think like what is it like five hundred years uh nobody's gone to the good place, mm-hmm. right? Um which is funny because like that's actually when Columbus came to the United States. It's a fun thing that I don't think people um understood from that from that show is that the point at which people stopped being able to go to the good place was when Columbus hit the Americas. Um oh, but, shit. you did spoil that Yeah, for me. I yeah, think I'm not that far. Yeah. I'm only in season oh, two yeah <laughs> oh, okay. I thought you were okay. Well, <laughs> Oops. my bad. I haven't, I haven't.
1: Okay, no problem.
0: <laughs> well, now I feel bad. I thought yeah, you so were what, caught of no, all the way. No, not
1: all the way. I don't even know how many seasons there are. So what? Is, what? What this, do we do though okay. Like, what? How do we? Yeah. Like people. So I mean, people, like, also mm-hmm. we should give the land back to the Native Americans, but also people shouldn't yes. own land, right? Yes. Okay. Yeah. So how do we do both of those things <laughs> that conflict with each other? <laughs> Oh, like if there is no private property of land, how do we give back yeah. what we took, right? And do yeah. we try to reestablish the?
0: So I mean, it's 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 difficult because these like these systems are so entrenched. And in fact, um, a thing that I would say is that um, a lot of the ways to do this um, are. Uh, <laughs> I what I want to say on a recording. That's fine. <laughs> um, yeah. Re, re, give, me, give me a second to think. <laughs> so, okay. So, I mean, like, a, a, a thing... So, I mean, like, here's the first thing. Here's the first thing. Is I am not a Native person. Um. I'm not Native American. And so, if the question is... If the question is, like, how do we do... How do we do right by native folks? Um, ask some native folks that that's what I would say right. um but like also, I think um a lot of that that does not mean unequivocally listen to somebody just because they are Native American right um so Luis Erdrich, who is um Ojibwa by descent um and uh, Leslie Marmon Soka, who's from the Laguna pueblo, um who are both controversial figures in certain respects but um, both of them write about the fact that um there are so louis erdrich uh, refers to them to this kind of person as an apple um which is a person who's red on the outside and white on the inside right so um and what that what that means uh is that it is possible for somebody to be part of a marginalized group but also to be working towards the ends of of the of the power structure right like that's the thing that like Obama is a black man. Obama had experiences um, of oppression, right? Like we saw that. Like we, like the whole birther thing is literally a, a, an act of racism against Obama because he's black, and that doesn't happen to any other president, right? That's because Obama was a black man. Um, so Obama is a black man. He has he, like that's you know you can't you can't say he's not. But the thing is is that Obama also killed countless. Fucking people, the innocent people in the Middle East. He carried out extrajudicial killings against an American citizen. I think on at least one occasion, if not multiple. Like the thing is that like, these these detention camps that we're seeing on the border, like those also existed under Obama. So like although Obama had experiences of oppression that um, I cannot and should not ever try to diminish, um, the fact of the matter is is that in the way that he acted. In the actions that he took, in the way that he was in the world, aside from the various nouns that we try to ascribe to him, and um, the identities that we try to to make mean things, right? Because we think that if a if a, I think not everybody. I think like there's a there's a strong impulse on in liberal thought that like if a person is part of a marginalized group, therefore they're they're holier than thou, right? That therefore they have this sort of like innate um, they have this innate uh, infallibility in them, which is also a function of like paternalism. That's also like that's also uh, that's also talking down to people. Um, that's that's noble savage style rhetoric. So we have this idea that, that people of a marginalized group are going to like are gonna be these perfect um, good people who um, are never gonna play into the power structure, and it like it and it, and it makes us blind to the ways that marginalized people can be deployed um by the system to excuse heinous things like the murder of a wedding party in the Middle East things like the continued extraction like obama like slept real long on that fucking dakota access shit and like that's a clear cut issue standing rock is a clear cut issue <laughs> like you don't put a pipeline through Sacred sites, or or through a water supply, you don't do that. That's not. That's not. There's no question about that. And so, like the thing is, is that like the, what that shows us is that even a marginalized person can be given power, and um, and and like that, and in fact, their marginalization can be deployed against um a a a populace that is convinced that marginalized folks um are always going to be. Uh, you know, paragons of virtue, which again, which again is, is, is a reduction of those people's humanity. Um, one other uh, example of this I'll cite is that the young lords who were a revolutionary nationalist Puerto Rican group in the 1970s. Um, they also write about this in terms of Puerto Ricans and, and I'm half Puerto Rican. Um, so the, I study Puerto Rican a lot. Um, but they talk about how um, the, the governments that were put in place um the 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 colonial government that's put in place over puerto rico um is it is populated by puerto rican people after a certain point in history um it's populated by puerto rican folks those puerto rican folks are still complicit in things like promesa and things like the 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 economic and um environmental de- destruction of the island and its people right that like even though those people are puerto rican and like, there's like this, like this, uh, like oversimplistic logic that happens in our heads that oh, if they're Puerto Rican, they should know that they should be on the side of Puerto Ricans. Like, no, because it's because like they if, when somebody, it's about power, and power uses people of any type to accomplish its its ends. All right. And so, what we yeah, go ahead, stop me. Oh,
1: so <laughs> yeah, I know nothing about the history of Puerto Rico, so that's that's all fascinating to me, and I need to read. Or well, when I say read, native I mean native watch YouTubes so yeah. is what I'm probably mean. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs>
0: um, um, and again, but, like to, 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 to pull Silco in briefly, like she talks about how like native American tribal governments are the same thing where they are these colonial impositions on native people that like people didn't govern themselves in patriarchal tribal governments. Hmm. Um, that like, that is again, an imposition of colonization um, that's that's a that's a deployment of the marginalized against the marginalized. Oh my god,
1: the history of uh, Hawaii is insane. I,
0: uh, of what? Hawaii? Of Hawaii? Oh yeah, oh, wow. yeah, yeah. It's not a thing I'm super familiar with, but like if it's the standard tactic, which is um, kill the people who won't listen to you, and then put the people who will listen to you in charge, then <laughs> yeah, I mean that's kind of that's kind of the program tried and true. <laughs> um,
1: mm-hmm. to try to. Echo. Wait, what was I going to do? I was going to try to echo some of what you said. I've I've been mm-hmm. sitting in rooms where I was considered the the powerful group, um, and listening to very smart people say things about how uh, I can be helpful, right? And mm-hmm. there is not one voice coming from. The, that community right so it's not that any one person uh, should be speaking on behalf of the entire community but we do have systemic yeah. problems in law enforcement in um, in uh, educational systems and the way that tax base funds the uh, schools in our neighborhoods and all of our neighborhoods mm-hmm. are not uh, the neighborhoods uh, that you're living in and Western Millard um, simultaneously acknowledging that they um, that there are people of good will on both sides and then there are people who think that they're helping and they're really really not in the opinions. of Yeah. people. Yeah. And the needs also are very different. Right. So you have a very broad uh, set of perspectives on what uh, is appropriate for the the power structure to be changing about what is mm-hmm. happening, right, and how that should work, and the uh, because this person was involved in, in mediation in their community and the mediation work that they do is sometimes you know exhausting you've got some very big mm-hmm. differences of opinion on very um on specific instances and you know so there's there's not <clears throat> one voice right there's not one solution there's not one fix there's a, a collaborative sort of can we try to move the tide of uh the structural injustice towards um uh, enabling uh people to live uh, their best lives regardless of the uh the lottery of birth you know I happen to be mm-hmm. born uh in America holy shit wow you know that's mm-hmm. that help that's very helpful right out of all the countries yeah. in America and in, in the the world I happen to be born mm-hmm. in the, the the 20th century wow the late 20th mm-hmm. century that's a good time to be you know mm-hmm. so all of these privileges, that that I've uh that I've enjoyed my whole life most of my life mm-hmm. not even realizing that I had them so yeah, yeah so um, just, I'm trying to resonate with what you were saying in terms of mm-hmm. how do you help people no, when you got to talk to them and it's not just one conversation it's a whole shitload of conversations and um like yeah. the native american issue like I learned very recently um, that my being offended by the term Indian is offensive to some Indians <laughs> that prefer the term yeah. Indian, and I'm like, what? Yeah, <laughs> they're, it's they're yeah, it's because... clearly not India. <laughs> and they're like, well, we've spent 150 years or whatever dealing with the U.S. government as Indians, and I prefer the term Indian mm-hmm. because the term Native American is fucking stupid. And I'm like, blown mm-hmm. away. I'm like, oh my god! Just when I thought I was doing yeah. something correctly, you know, so. Not that that yeah, because map, I think uh,
0: like if we try to like map out a flowchart of how to do things right, like it's always gonna fail, because like a flowchart doesn't account for the com- like you can't make a, a flowchart that's complex enough to account for humans. Yeah. like that's the thing. But like yet yeah, like that's what that's what every like program and system that we have. In place tries to do. That's what our like our whole thing is like this computerization of humanity, right? Like Spotify and like Pandora. The whole idea is like, oh well, if I input um, like all the music I like, it's going to tell me the other music I would like, right? It's this intense personalization of technology and of pleasure. Um, and in fact, like it's always a lie uh, because like rarely do I ever like hear anything on Spotify. Like on my Discover Weekly that um, that's like that like launches me off um, into like, a huge fandom, as opposed to just, like, the happenstance, like, recommendation I get from, like, a friend, um, and, like, oh, shit, like, fuck yeah, there's, like, this unquantifiable thing that, like, no algorithm's ever going to be able to do, but, um, I want to put the pin on the algorithm talk because, um, what you're saying is, like, talking to people, yes, um, uh, but also, uh, talking with people, um, uh, first of all, like, this is the, I think there's a little bit of a problem with, like, framing it as talking to people, right, because if we look at, um, if we look at linguistically the construction of that um it is us performing an action against a direct object right and isn't that interesting right that it's that is a subject we are the subject and we're doing a thing to an object right um and so like when we when we phrase it that way we are um we're sort of like making the other person um a subject of our of our action, right? It's something that we are doing to them. And like even when we say like I I, I need to listen to people, we're still saying that, right? We're still saying that it's thing that like we deign to do to people. Um but like that so I don't think like talking to and listening to is ever going to be sufficient, right? Because we can talk and listen all day long, but like um at what point are we letting those words change us right at what point does the does the does the object become the subject like how do we make ourselves the subject right um and i think that's that's the question um is like how do we remove ourselves from that position of um i'm kind of like just like spitballing off the top of my head this is not a line of thought i pursued before but how do we remove ourselves from that from that position of privilege in the sense um and in the society uh and i think that um part of that is is like a a is an act of interposing ourselves into the position um or in the path of the marginalizing force right which has to come from a fundamental shift so uh the the way i've heard it is the is a change in the whole to the whole of social relations, right that what i am interested in um as a as a human being is is a radical change in the entirety of social relations right the fundamental shift in how we relate to each other a fundamental shift in how we um interact with one another right um and like what that means is uh removing myself from in a hierarchical position that puts myself over other people and assuming a reciprocal stance with other people. Um, and so how do we, how do we do that? Because like the thing is, is that like this, the sentence I'm, I'm fucking, man, I'm so deep in academic esoteric shit. I'm sorry, <laughs> but uh, I'm going to, I'm going to try to get there. We can cut all no, this. No, no. I, your last more sentence, concise I think this was a
1: great place to start to, to stop. Like your last sentence Okay. I was like, ooh, okay. roll credits. Because I was okay. like, oh, hey, that's going to be great. <laughs> because well, I'm going to. But I, I, I wanna, don't think I'm done with it yet. Oh, though. all right. Well, that's fine. If you want oh, to ruin so, the okay. sound, the perfect sound bite, that was. <laughs> <laughs> I don't
2: even remember because what I my said. Joke, I don't even my what joke I said. was going to be, all
1: right, well, let's tune in next week and see how Nick is going with that <laughs> restructuring of all <laughs> society structural within. <laughs> I, oh, my I'll God. We'll check in in a month. So set your mm-hmm. calendars, and there we go.
0: oh my god do you want to call it
1: there um uh, yeah well so that we so we've got two hours of tape now which is going to take me forever to edit to whatever we (laughs) want to do um Uh uh-huh do you you have other topics you wanted or i I can finish i can finish this point sorry go ahead okay you should do that
0: oh no it's okay 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 so i was saying um it's my fault because I like interrupted myself in the middle of that. <laughs> I thought you told me to rescue uh, you again. <laughs> no, okay, no, I was, I was trying to. Okay, so, uh, okay, so the way, so, 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 okay, they're so talking about how, like, we as people are in this position of power, right? And that, like, that sentence, right, or like that, um, that empowerment is always already in effect. Right, like before we realize it's happening, before the words leave our mouths, before we do the action that victimizes the other person, um, like we we don't we don't realize it before it's already underway, because like the there's this elaborate structure that's been set up, um, and there's a lot of names for it, like whether it's capitalism, whether it's race, um, whether it's um, gender, etc. Uh, there's this elaborate structure that like is constantly um, putting us in positions where we are hurting other people um, and like as much as we may do or do not want to do that right and i think like you and i and a lot of people and i think anybody if they understood the price like the fucking human price of like the life we're living i think we would it would have, it would cause immediate change if we truly truly like understood that in our heart of hearts um but so yeah, so like we're in the situation where like the uh, like our victimization and our violence against other people is always already happening. So how do you stop that, right? How do you stop an action that you've already initiated um, or an action that's already been initiated well, I, by a broader If, if I can pin it to something concrete, mm-hmm.
1: it, it, you might want to back up uh-huh. your mic a little bit again. I'm mm-hmm. um, oh, sorry. So it, it seems to me that As a society, we have fucked up our public education system in that because Mm -hmm. schools are funded based on the tax base of the housing, we are Mm -hmm. driving decade after decade after decade after decade of Mm -hmm. racial segregation and uh, less funding for schools of minorities. Mm -hmm. And that's crazy. And how you fix that is you do what European countries do which is that the entire educational system is nationalized, right, from a funding perspective. So if you've got really Mm -hmm. nice houses out in West Omaha, you know, great. Their tax base is higher. They put more money into the bucket. But the bucket, the money is all coming from the state level or the national level. Um, not based on the tax base of the 500 houses around that specific school, but based on a nationwide taxation. Right. So if you can organize Mm -hmm. people around that one concept and say, Hey, look, we have to organize our educational system this way to give the opportunity to all kids. Right. Um, And it's Mm -hmm. not just, it's not like money fixes absolutely everything, but it helps. Right. So, Mm level the playing field on the educational system, you know, and that, that seems to me like very yeah. concrete things that can be done that brings about the world that you're wanting to see. Um, yeah. So, so vote for me.
0: To that, so vote for Jay. We, uh, so, so yeah, sure. We, uh, we, we nationalize education and now everybody has equal access to education. That's good. Um, but, at the same time, then we still have this this legacy. Like, there's so much more than that, right? Because it's it's not just about the systems, right? The systems are what enact the the violence, right? Um, the systems are what are what perpetuate things. But like, the system is not from where it originates because systems are made by people, right? And there are things that we choose to continue um, to happen. It's so, like policing is a system that we're all complicit in. Um, and that's, you know, every time we call the cops, um, every time a, you know, um, every like the fact that like cops, like we just we just like they 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 have the authority to take anybody's life at any time. And like we're not actively doing anything to 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 interfere with that. Right. Um, and so as long as that system is in place. Uh, it will continue to do that. So we can, we can try to like address the system, but then like, but then have we changed the attitudes that produced the system? Right? Because like the, 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 the initial sin is not the creation of an unequal education system. The original sin is not redlining. The original sin is not, um, is not uh you know police which rose out of slave hunters, et cetera The initial sin is the racialization in the first instance right the where this all comes from is from the categorization of people as different from each other, because as soon as that happens, because of how our brains work, um all of a sudden one of these things is better than the other right, right. um and so so unless we attack the deep logic of race of gender, of sexuality, of attractiveness, of um of able is of able bodiedness, of neurotypicality. Until we like attack the fundamental like the, the false distinctions of humankind, then like these systems will find new ways to to oppress people. Because like uh I mean like you saw that with the civil rights movement in the nineteen seventies where um like, yeah, like, black folks got the right to vote, and then the system immediately went, um, sorry, that wasn't... Yeah. Well, it was, uh, it was, like, it was about desegregation, et cetera, et cetera, right to vote. Um, like, immediately the system found ways to make more nefarious, more obfuscational, more obscure ways to oppress black people. That's why, like, although slavery ended, Andrew Cuomo is out there fucking employing a disproportionately black, um, prison population to make hand sanitizer for him because it just had to find a different way to do the old thing it was doing because fundamentally as a society as individuals we um see white and black as a matter of better and worse and it has always been that way and as long as that dichotomy exists it will be that way so to to conclude my whole rambling point is that um that 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 um categorization of people is always underway So what we have to do is find ways to rupture that. And so maybe this will be concrete for you. Maybe it'll still be stuck in abstraction. But like for me, like how you solve the problem of police is not to put body cameras on the police. Right. Because as we've seen, they can have body cameras. They still shoot black people and get off. Right. Like it's that didn't fix it. Because like as a society, we still devalue the lives of black folks. So if you and I are interested in um, annihilating that the systems and the attitudes that are murdering black people, then like the best thing we can do is use um, is not not use our whiteness, but 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 like destroy our use it in an unexpected way to become unexpected. Right. And so that's like when the when the cop is pointing a gun at a black man, you step in front of that gun. You put your body on the line because the system is not expecting you to put your life on the line because you're protected. And so now all of a sudden the system is faced with a conundrum. Do I continue this action and, and complete my imperative, which is to kill black people? Because like that is to kill people of color, to, to kill uh, fucking Latino children in a fucking prison camp because they're going to get COVID-19 or like, or even just their elders, like, or just, Fuck up these 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 children, right? Like, because that's what the system's imperative has always been: is to destroy these people's lives. And so, and it's on our behalf. So the only way that we get out of that is by we put our bodies on the line and say, "No, I am not going to let you do this. If you do this, you will have to destroy me too."
1: Yeah, one version of my life, if I was a braver person, is I buy a house in. <clears throat> uh, Denver suburb where the um, the ICE detention prison is
2: mm-hmm.
1: um, yeah. I forget the name of the suburb there because I'm looking at buying a house anyway what I should do is mm. buy that house and turn it into some kind of heavy commune for uh, peaceful <laughs> protest against the um, the uh, the the ice detention facility there you know that's one version of uh, mm. things that could happen i assume that's within mm. the realm of possibility so yeah i i yeah i am uh... so to jump to the defense of police um <laughs> not all police do that obviously not uh, i'm not saying that there aren't systemic issues
0: And, uh, no, we're all complicit. Like, that's the thing is, it's not police's, like, police are the ones who pulled the trigger, but there was a lot of shit that happened that we allowed to happen before we got to the point that that trigger got pulled, right? And that's 500 years, 500 plus, it's 20,000 years of the establishment of categories of people, um, which, as like as I was quoting Dorita earlier, that as soon as we name something, we are doing violence to that, right? And that the and that the violence of categorizing somebody is cannot be separated from the physical violence that categorization um permits against them. Yeah. Right. Those two things are inseparable. I think the
1: more clear cut version of this mm-hmm. for me um, is <laughs> yeah. is an economic one in that
2: mm-hmm.
1: when the shit hits the fan and not everyone is protected by the systems that we have because mm-hmm. we've run out of capacity. Suddenly mm-hmm. the the rich folks have capacity to private doctors or private, whatever they can fly mm-hmm. to wherever and get what they need. Or they have mm-hmm. the hospital, the private hospital with the whatever, whatever. And suddenly they've got their inner circle of access that the rest of the people don't have. And so um, there's, there's rioting in the streets eventually, uh, where hmm. the people are rising up against injustice against the masses, which they of course should do. I mean, that's exactly what, um, what is appropriate response to that sort of thing. And the police are the keepers of the law and order, right? So hmm. I'm sure there's plenty of police officers that would n- never, um, follow an unlawful order, right? There's a lot of, um, Mm -hmm. rogue, uh, rogue attitudes of sheriffs of specific counties against specific, uh, laws Mm -hmm. and ordinances and things that are on, um, that are supporting positions that I, I don't agree with. Right. Like, Oh, we'll just, we're just Mm -hmm. not going to enforce that then says the sheriff of X County and Y state. Right. Um, Mm -hmm. The to your point, the version of your point that I'm comfortable with is it seems extremely obvious to me that the poor people that aren't eating and that tide rises as high as it rides, depending on the scale of the crisis that we're in. Right. The The mm-hmm. numbers of poor people and what is considered poor, are you not eating if you're on minimum wage? Or are you not eating if you only make $20,000 a year, $40,000 a year, $80,000 a year, $140,000 a year? You know? At some point, the resources are being hoarded at the top too viciously mm-hmm. and there's an uprising. Well, police keep the law mm-hmm. and order, right? So there's where the uh, the, the violence of keeping those people. And by those people, I mean me out of the gated community next door, because I don't have a gated community, for example. Right. Mm. So I'm somewhere way up that scale. Um, mm. but not clearly nowhere near the top. Right. So I'm somewhere mm. on that sliding scale of things. And so, um, I, I think I empathize with your, uh, racial casting of that same, uh, violent response effect by the police, you know, um, Mm -hmm. I think I'm more comfortable with it financially because I think that's just obvious, right? Like if I try to, uh, I'm not, I'm not allowed to take a loaf of bread from Jay-Z's house, right? Because he's got private security guards with way more guns. And the police mm. and the National guard and the army and whatever, mm. because he has way more wealth than I do, right the wealthy I think mm-hmm. are uh, a huge chunk of it, so not to say that there's not a racial I- issue uh, a racial aspect to that that obviously mm-hmm. like, um, areas like ah boy, so yeah, I'm gonna shut up now because i don't I don't have the the background. The, the background,
0: um no, you're good, no, you're making good points that like yeah, it is I mean, like I think what you're talking about is that like the function of the police in in the end um the function of policing right as an action right, and I think it's probably better to understand things as actions and not as nouns um because like policing what that is is that is population that is like the the management of people um by like with the threat of violence. Right. right. Like that's what policing is. Like, in fact, that's the entire, that's the bottom floor of our society. Yeah. That's what a government is. Right. A government is like the management of people and, and how resources get allocated to those people. Yeah. It's the um, monopoly, and, monopoly and of
1: physical violence with the state. That's yeah, what policing and exactly. in the, in the military are. Yes.
0: Yeah. So, um, so like the thing is, is like, you know, when things are calm, we keep up this little illusion that like the police protect us. The police only protect us so long as we're not a threat. Yeah. To the right. privatization of things and, and it's illusion um, and it's also so,
1: true right like it's also true that the police are daily helping people solve problems right and it's yeah, also true um, that daily they are making things worse like in policing, certain neighborhoods etc you
0: know, yeah for policing is also part cases. of a broader complex that is producing those problems right yeah. right that like that like there's almost like this this thing that um uh, especially like when you look at like gentrification, like like drugs, sure. right? Like I think so me... we're probably of like the same thing where it's like it's it's all of a sudden like this becomes a crime and this person because they have done this action becomes all of a sudden the label criminal.
1: Right, and again, it's not an individual police officer's fault in many of these. You know what I mean? Like, I yeah, human, I don't human I don't beings don't are
0: never the problem, want,
1: huh? Oh shit. Human See, beings are
0: never the problem. Much more generous <laughs> about
1: people the, than I am, I
0: think. I think it's <laughs> it's it's the actions that humans take that are the problem. It's the actions that humans take that we should be seeking to um to to eradicate. Right, but in my be, in should.
1: my fucked up uh, ethos actions are you you are what you've done, right? That that there there are lines of of there are lines of actions where when you cross mm-hmm. those lines society no longer has an obligation to put up with you. Right. No, no mm-hmm. longer has an obligation to try to.
0: It's like, what would be an example of that? A murder,
1: you know, like mass murder makes mm. it easier. Um, mm. rape, torture. So killing. I mean, you know, they're like so, there's, there's a, so I, we not we don't need to get into
0: all of that, <laughs> okay. but yeah, I,
1: I, I find that I am not nearly as generous, uh, with my assessment mm-hmm. of imprisonment and capital punishment and those sorts of things
0: that, mm-hmm. I, I think I... I mean, I'm not saying that those things are n- never on the table. Like, I don't know. And I don't want to offer a prescription. Oh. But, like, briefly about, like, a, like speaking of, like, a mass murder, like, why does a mass murder occur? Why do incels sometimes go out and kill people? Why do Nazis happen? Yeah. Like these things like don't they don't just happen out of nowhere, so like the thing that I'm always interested in is like what are the conditions that create these people, and a lot of times it's because of a it's because people feel a lack of love and a lack of freedom. people feel powerless and they feel alone, yeah, and they try to fill those voids so like if human beings are love and freedom, then like what we should be affirming is that, and we should always be finding ways and destroying ways that don't affirm that and building ways that do and like that should be one of our metrics, I think yeah
1: no i I agree that that is what we should do I think where I end up disagreeing <laughs> is mm. um on the uh, uh yes, that would be nice, and that's all fine and dandy, but mm. I'm also like, hey, the reality is you fucked up, right, when you've slaughtered mm. twelve people, you know, and this blah 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 whatever. Mm that's you know that's that's it and so i i have mm-hmm. a far less generous um position on redemption than a lot of uh people that i know that are um mm-hmm. uh, what's it uh pa- you know pacifist or prison abolitionist like that that line mm-hmm. to me it seems and that that doesn't mean that i don't agree with 95 percent of cases right it, it's not mm-hmm. that i am not open to hearing that wow we have a terrible track record of um, of uh, enfor- or enforcement adjudication and enforcement of um, the death penalty such that 30% of people that are on death row shouldn't even be there and DNA evidence proved it, you know, etc. Mm-hmm. Because of, yeah. you know, uh, racial uh, uh, tilting in our justice system, it's fucked up and we can't have, we can't have the death penalty because it leads to all these inaccuracies and uh, the the ways that it's, it's being implemented are completely wrong. And Mm -hmm. I'm totally open to all of that, right? If, if, if we can't run the system because we suck at it, then we can't run the system and we can't have, uh, we can't have,
0: uh, uh, but see the systems.
1: Sorry. Well, we can't have a capital punishment because we can't fucking do it. Right. Right. Yeah. And, so I don't have a moral obligation to capital punishment itself. It's possible we can never pull it off, mm-hmm. but I, I have such a line of, um, I don't know, anger and, um, uh, willingness to accept redemptive violence. <laughs> you know, there's, that's just, <laughs> no, that's just part think... of my brain where I just can't imagine. Like if you, if you brought violence to someone that I love, if you brought violence to my family, I just, I can't freaking imagine Uh, you know, well, it's, that you know, Mm -hmm. I just, all all of the theoretical ways that it was the, uh, that was Mm -hmm. your, uh, under, um, underprivileged upbringing and you had this difficulty and this drug addiction and this, whatever that I don't give a shit. Right. Like I, I have a very, um, ungenerous, uh, line of defense of people. Um, anyway, so yeah. Anyway, so I, 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 I say that just to interrupt your much more um, thoughtful <laughs> um, line of.
0: No, it's fair. That's, that's valid. And I think it's like a thing that I think a lot of us have to think about when we talk about what justice looks like. Right. Because like, there's no, we can't like ignore the fact that there's like actual pain, there's actual emotions wrapped up in it. Right. Like a judge. Um, like the whole idea of like a judicial system is that like, it, it becomes impartial. Right. So my, and it's supposed to like, go so my dad
1: was on like jury duty and it was a murder case. And, um, mm-hmm. the, he, he was being selected or not. Right. They were going through the process of deciding who was going to be on the jury or not. And the, the prosecutor, I think said, um, can you imagine a set of facts that we could show you where you would send this, whatever, 19 year old kid, um, to uh, you know, forty years in jail or whatever, right? And my dad hmm. said no, and he was dismissed from the jury, and he came home and he told that story, and I said, you can't imagine a set of circumstances or facts that were proven beyond a beyond a reasonable doubt, where you think that that young man should not be in in removed from society for forty years or twenty years. You can't imagine a set of circumstances. And he, I can't either, honestly. Oh my God. So let me tell you about (laughs) tortures and just drowning children and like, I've got got such an imagination for horrendous mm -hmm. action, you know. I just, and I I just don't, I don't think society has to try to redeem mass murderers. I just don't think that, Mm -hmm. you know, fuck them, you know, I don't, I don't care. So. Sorry. Anyway, this doesn't apply to 99.9% or whatever of cases doesn't apply, right? Like everybody's sitting in Guantanamo. I don't understand how Jeffrey Dahmer can be in prison. Everyone's like, oh yeah, American psychopath. It's, you know, we're, he's in jail forever. Maximum security. Everything's fine. But then we've got, Mm -hmm. we've got mid Eastern guys sitting in Guantanamo costing us $30 million a year each. Each prisoner in Guantanamo Bay is costing us thirty million dollars a year to keep mm-hmm. in Guantanamo Bay, mm-hmm. and we can't put them in a maximum security prison in the United States. And I, I just, I, I don't get it. Like I can't wrap my head around Guantanamo Bay and the expenditure of resources. I mean, that billion dollars.
0: How many kids' lunches could we pay for, right? Yeah. And that's, that's the thing is like, we keep coming back to this idea that like the system's not working, right? Like the system is working. Like that's the thing is like, this is how it was meant to be. Like as this is like, whether it was by design or whether it's emergent, right? That like the thing is like, if you look, I, so I study like American literature sometimes. Um, I'm, I'm looking at like literature in the frontier period right now and like it's the same shit. <laughs> like it's the same shit. Where, um, not necessarily like the prison stuff, but like it is, um, this, this logic of, um, like these people here, like aren't doing enough with the land and they need to be removed, right? How can I link this to the prison talk? There's, there's definitely something.
2: <laughs> um,
0: I mean, if we talk about criminality, right? And like who gets deemed a criminal, um, like a criminal is, is, is not somebody, I mean, so a criminal is somebody who breaks the laws, but the laws are always set up in order to criminalize certain people, right? That like the we talk like even putting Guantanamo aside, like the massive number of like low level drug offenses, oh, yeah. um, of, like nonviolent drug offenses who are in prison, like how much that I mean, costs, that's crazy. and yet like and yet we can't pay for you know healthcare for people during a fucking pandemic, right? And like because like the thing is, is like what prisons are are a way to keep, to maintain an underclass that is disproportionately black or Latino um, or, or various other uh, groups like disproportionately male too. um, And we can talk about that, but um, yeah. And it's hard for me because I I
1: get so wrapped up in a specific tree, right? I get wrapped up that I, that that the forest, I can acknowledge Mm -hmm. that the forest is a problem, but God Mm -hmm. damn it. That one tree But, like, that's the thing, thats
0: that's that is what um the adversary <laughs> I wants know. To happen. no no that's what the system wants to happen is. because if we get stuck talking about redemption or, or 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 uh whatever the other restoration or retaliation I forget what it is but or we talk about like should we ban guns or not ban guns should we ban abortion or not ban abortion right and we constantly get stuck on these these problems and like and it, and it, and it 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 soaks up so much of the of the discourse that like we become we have no words left to address the broader systems, right? Of like, well, like what? So the, this is fun. Um, can I like transition to abortion? And, like just really like fucking start pissing everybody off <laughs> Well, if we haven't. already. On the, the, Do you want to cut it? Okay. The, the,
1: the, the, you said something yeah. that sounded like an X-Files episode. You said the, the influencer, the outside, what did you use? You just used a phrase, the, first, the, the adversary. adversary. Who the, the adversary? fuck is the adversary, yeah. Nick? Tell me who this is. Okay, so that's. And um, then tell so me I all about abortion. Term. I think two white dudes should talk about abortion <laughs> after we're done Let's talking do about whiteness. Fuck yeah!
0: Um, <laughs> <laughs> you're you're right. Uh, abortion might not be the subject to tackle. Um, oh, come I, on, Howard. Uh, we'll see. I'll I'll have a very limited thing I can say about abortion. Um, okay, so uh, adversary. So the adversary is the term that I use <laughs> to describe um the sort of multifaceted um opposition or obstacle, right? Because like a lot of times you'll hear leftists say, Oh, I'm uh anti-capitalist, right? Or um, you know, I'm anti-imperialist, I'm I'm anti-colonial, I'm decolonial, right? Um, And, like, especially, like, in fucking Marxist circles, like, it becomes class reductive and people, like, just focus, like, if we just get rid of capitalism, uh, then it'll be fine. And, like, just, like, nobody wants to talk about the fact that, like, the reason the Soviet Union fell was, one, because it was an oppressive genocidal regime, but also because, like, Reagan, uh, his whole strategy was to to outspend them. To basically like get them into this like economic race that socialism couldn't sustain, because if you just palette swap capitalism for socialism, then you just get fucking extractive socialism, and it's you haven't really fixed anything. Um, which I think that like goes back to some of the things we're talking about. So, so I use the adversary as a way to like try to say um, multiple things at once. That the enemy is gender, the enemy is race um the enemy is economics generally uh the enemy is really like anything uh that is managing people and making people unfree and making people hate each other right or making people feel hate towards themselves or one another like that's what the anytime anytime that like that is happening that is the adversary and the adversary is never one thing right so that's that's why I use the term i pull it from satan satan translates to the adversary um, in Hebrew, I think, or whatever the language is, um, he was a part. Like it's it's interesting. Because he was a part of the angelic court. The function of Satan is to provide a stumbling block, which God overcomes. An He's the devil's advocate. I don't know. Maybe hmm. I don't know what the origin language is. I just know that it translates to the adver- to adversary, loosely. Hmm. So that's the adversary.
1: So, you're, yeah, so you're not saying there's a cabal of
0: uh, no. powerful people. Uh the problem is never human beings because the adversary isn't a person because people are love and people are freedom. And the adversary is not those things. So the adversary is explicitly not a human and it's not a person. The adversary is a is a it's a it, I mean, it's 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 hate. It's hate and it's and it's management. Mm. It's everything that makes us hateful and unfree. Like abortion. <laughs> Did the, was that a good segue? Fucking, fucking pro-podcaster <laughs> segue. Like abortion. Um, so the thing I wanted to say, like I think the abortion debate is a good um, place, I think, to discuss the way that... Um, we become bifurcated we become split in two um and incapable to speak to each other and like i invalidly so on both sides like what i the way i frame it for folks and like so i'm pulling this from the liturgist from like a a woman whose name i can might have been rachel held evans i can't remember it was rachel held evans um i could find out but i don't want to have a bunch of dead air um but anyways, the literature podcast did a, did a take on abortion, which there's a lot of people who disagree with it. But, um, like the fundamental problem of the abortion debate is that the two sides are speaking entirely different languages, right? right? Yeah. That, um, that, and so I've got to critique liberals because like those are the folks who I'm speaking to, I think broadly. Um, so let's start, let's start with conservatives and then I'll have a much more in-depth thing for liberals. Um. Like, on the conservative side of the argument, the argument is that um, life is sacred, right? And we can, like, pull all these little rhetorical tricks about, um, like, when life is and isn't sacred, which I think, like, interestingly also, like, shows the ways that liberalism can be inconsistent. Um, But uh, anyways, so, so, like, on the conservative side, the the conservative argument is that... um, the child has rights right and like they are completely deaf to the to the to the physical realities that like a woman has to go through to be pregnant to be pregnant to 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 have a pregnancy right and it's completely deaf to the ways that many women in like testimonials that i've heard um like don't Choose don't have an abortion because they like were like, Oops, I didn't want to use a condom. Like that's like I, like, I've heard a lot of, of testimonies on it, like, in the, like, nobody's saying that, like, this is a tough decision, like, abortion isn't a fun thing, I never had to have one, obviously, I can't imagine, like, invasive surgery is ever, like, just a fun, whimsical thing you can do, so, like, this, like, this narrative, they like, they're not saying that it's a fun, whimsical thing, but, like, the way that they frame, that it's framed on the, on the conservative side is that, oh, yeah, they're going and getting, like, scooping out those babies, at, like, <laughs> that's, that's ridiculous, it's like, oh, I want to get my fucking spleen removed twice a week or whatever like what the, what the fuck are you talking about that's absurd um it's like it's, it's a complete straw man yeah. um and so so you have on the one side this this um this emphasis on the child's rights which um which like if you f- truly believe that a child that life begins at, at conception um and like and i think that like the liberal left doesn't give the Doesn't like give that charity isn't charitable to these to the people that they're arguing against that they do actually fundamentally at their core believe that life gives a conception because if you thought that the person you were speaking to thinks that a full human life begins at conception then like the only way to understand abortion is that it is like murder on a massive scale yeah and so like if you don't understand that if you don't understand that like what this person like feels in their heart like in their gut, in uh, you know, beyond whatever facts and statistics throw, they're like, what they feel is that murder is happening on a mass scale. Like how I feel about the bombing of fucking pe- wedding parties in the Middle East, about the fucking starvation and death of children in in fucking camps on the border. That like, if we don't understand, like, that's what these people are feeling, then all we're going to be able to offer them is callous, um, just um. Callous, uh, just ig- ignoring callously ignoring their 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 feelings. And like, when have any of us been in an argument where when the other person invalidated our feelings that we felt like, oh, they're, maybe they're right. Like, because like the thing is is that although um the left is absolutely right that like a woman has rights and should choose what happens to her body, should have bodily autonomy. Um, like that ignores that that does ignore um a. A, a framework in which the child has rights too, Right. Yeah. And yeah. So, um, but, but, but again, like, and maybe we need to cut all of that because I think that like, is still like beside well, the point. The,
1: so um, here's the thing that I learned about the mm-hmm. Westboro Baptist church. Um,
2: a oh, couple
0: boy. Of, uh, they're, they're fucking bad faith actors. Like whatever they're saying, like, I don't even consider them part of this conversation, uh, but please. Uh, well,
1: interesting. Um, what occurred to me at the time was, Um, the thought that if you truly believe that these people that 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 gay people are going to hell, and that these people are murdering babies, and that these whatever the you know, then God hates these these groups of people. If you truly believe that, and you're not out declaring that. In the loudest possible way, in the places where you're going to get the most attention, doing that, then what the fuck are you doing? Like, if you actually thought, if you actually believe what they claim to believe, and you're not doing that, what the fuck are you doing, right? Like, and this, this is, yeah. and that's that's when I started to see the Westboro Baptist Church in a totally different light that I had never thought about them before. Um, in that, holy crap, the, this is what i would look like if i was religious i think like mm-hmm. I, I i think yeah. i think if i had I, I think my version of religion is an extreme all or nothing zero one black and white kind of thing because that's how my brain works like how my head works is um is these the the gray areas don't exist right you're not gonna give me mm-hmm. rules right so it's easier for me to do a potato diet where i eat potatoes than it is for me to eat one less piece of pizza right like only potatoes mm-hmm. zero right like that makes yeah. more sense in yeah. my stupid brain so mm-hmm. yeah um so if they're bad faith actors then that invalidates my argument so that, okay between... so
0: i know you you proved that i i I was wrong in that instance. Um, and in fact, I think I like when I said that I was going against everything I've been saying this whole time, because I am a fallible human being who's also like entrenched in certain narratives. So like, I think your take is, is in keeping with what I just well, said that was, more than
1: the thing that I, And said. that was such a transition <laughs> for me in my head, because in my mm-hmm. head, these people were doing the most despicable fucking things mm-hmm. you could possibly mm-hmm. do. You know, mm-hmm. you know how I feel about bullies and, you know, mm-hmm. homosexuals, mm-hmm. there's not a lot of them compared to the whole population. You know, they're not 99% of us, you know, and so mm-hmm. anyone picking on people just because of their preferences for fucking whatever, just, uh, just makes me so angry.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: And, um, you yeah. can tell by my language that I'm just so miffed. <laughs> so mm-hmm. miffed. Can you tell? No, yeah. You, the language you I'm to, using. I
0: can tell when you're getting upset. <laughs> yeah. It's like the way
1: you speak. No. Yeah. I know. I, Oh Oh. shit. Yeah. I I called my mom the other day and she's like, Holy crap. Are you, what's going on? Because like my tone, you know, it was in my tone. Yeah. Yeah. It was bad. Anyway, Um, yeah, yeah, that day was big for me because I went from Mm -hmm. having no empathy for them at all. As people like, fuck these people forever you know, just, Mm -hmm. just throw them in a hole somewhere. You know, that was my Mm -hmm. two. Holy crap. If I believed what they believe, that's Mm -hmm. me. I would be doing that, Mm -hmm. you know? Yeah. So, you know, I, I, yeah, I don't know. That was really, that was a weird day for me that I, that I, (laughs) that I hit upon that (laughs) because it's like, and so there's a comedian that's, fallen out of favor for valid reasons that has a whole bit along the, these lines that I won't repeat, mm-hmm. I guess, but, um,
0: yeah. Um, I'm, but I'm glad I so made it, your so point
1: better than you did. That's, that's. Yeah, you
0: did. You well, it's. Yeah. Like I, I fucked up. Like I <laughs> I, I fucked up a couple yeah. of times in this podcast and I'm sure there's ways that I fucked up that I don't realize and that I'm going to have to learn from things that I've said in this podcast. Well, luckily we've um, you know, got three this... hours of tape so <laughs> we can, yeah yeah but i mean like you know when this like comes up in you know 15 years and i said some stupid shit like i'll i'll like that's the thing that happens we live in a world where like our our fucking thoughts in 15
1: years Mm -hmm. you still won't be as old as me
0: (laughs) yeah but i want to put i want to put this in the podcast though which is that i have absolutely because of like limitations of my perspective said some stupid bad shit and like I hope that when I'm when I'm 15 years older than this, that like I will have come <laughs> to an understanding of the ways I've fucked up that I can't that I'm not capable of seeing. Yet. I used to. Um, this is going to happen. Yeah, yeah. yeah. People change. Yeah, no, I and like it's yeah, I think so. it's a
1: sign of growth. I think, you know, the, the, or when we complain mm-hmm. about flip flopping, I think that's invalid. I think we should we should encourage people to be thoughtful. Yeah. Anyway.
0: But yeah. So, well, I'm. So, yeah. yeah. I, take I mean, that back. I think it's contextual.
1: Yeah. I think it I, I used sure. to work with a guy we went to lunch one time and he was fundamentalist Christian, really young guy. And he told me mm-hmm. that, you know, science is just another religion, right? Mm-hmm. And I was like, well, I mean, so science is this pursuit where you're trying to gather evidence for a thing and trying to disprove things. And based on the evidence, you either prove it or disprove it. And scientists are always out trying to prove each other wrong and that seems to me different from religion a lot of, not all religions but a lot of religions are based on hey this is the truth and you don't question it that's what faith is right and he said well no like you know carbon dating is fake and you know science is just another way to make money and they're just making it up and i was oh that's so cynical i was just like
0: wait wow. so does he think that fundamentalist christianity is just a way to make money then too um okay. he said science is just a religion so he just fucking, he just fucking flexed on himself.
1: Yeah. No, I, I think, I think that he was in a, a period in his life where he was uh-huh. uh, analyzing wh- how he had been raised. Anyway, the okay. reason I brought that up, because I just found that uh-huh. f- a fascinating lunch, you know, and that and um, that was like phew, seven years ago. And I saw him on mm-hmm. Twitter and he's now a scientist <laughs>
0: And oh, I messaged man. him
1: and I said, Do you remember that lunch where you told me that that carbon dating was fake and science was another religion? And he's like, Nope, I don't remember that. <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, That's great. Oh, okay. <laughs> That's great. So anyway. I mean, I was
0: fundamentalist Christian, then I went super like new atheist, like a militant fucking <laughs> atheist, and now I'm like now I don't even I'm not I just am now. Um it's weird. <laughs> but but no, okay. So I wanted to I have I could we could recreate that whole science argument. Because like I think science is a religion. Um, and everything's a religion, but also like a religion is a different thing than we think it is. Anyway, and words is don't mean anything. So good thing we've yeah, said a lot of them over yeah, the hours. Yeah, welcome to like talking to me, which is like this fucking insufferable deconstruction of like everything i say, just constantly in my head but anyways the definitive the abortion thing and the, and the so and into and tie in Westboro Baptist church um which is that like it's, it's we like just because like we can try to understand like the context and the rationale that are causing people to act doesn't like doesn't excuse that acting like those actions, right? Those actions are still what they are. And like the fucking like protesting at funerals is still reprehensible, right? Like that's still disgusting. Um that's still like that's still like a thing that people need to be held account for. Additionally, like the the perpetuation of like state, um specifically like patriarchal, like male control over women's bodies is still a problem. Like that is like just because like we understand, um, where the right is coming from and like why they're acting the way they do and even if we can empathize and say like okay like i get this and i get where this response is coming from that doesn't like make the person right somehow like they're right in their head but, like they're still wrong to us the, the 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 trick is okay like how do we link these conversations so that we are talking to each other and not past each other? because like the child's rights and the women in the woman's rights um, are two totally different. They may as well be different languages for all the for all the communication that happens between left and right on the abortion, right? Yeah. Um, and like and like, here's what the, I think the stakes are. The stakes are literal civil war. So like, that's that's what I'm like, like that's that's what we're up against. Um, is like the the complete erosion of the ability for us to talk to one another, um, and like the, the 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 fucking development into just violence right and guess what like a thing that i would say to the left is that if we bring this fight to violence the right is going to win christian dominionists are going to win um right wing extremists are going to win okay because like the left has has spent decades disarming itself the left has spent like has been fighting forever about the subject of guns and like additionally like the right is statistically more rural and they have not only access to guns, but they have practiced using guns. And this is all I'm pulling this all from um, Robert Evans' podcast. It could happen here. We, you listen to yeah, that, Jay. Yeah. Um, but like, yeah, like that's the thing. Is like, uh, like if we're if we're gonna like say, well, if it's got to come to civil war, it's gonna say, well, we're fucked then. Sorry, like, because yeah. <laughs> they're gonna they're gonna do real good um, at the war thing. So like, how do we how do we how do we not get this to a point where we're just getting shot, right? Where like a fucking right wing extremist isn't like using a fucking delivery app to um fucking map out leftists and liberals to like assassinate them in their homes right which is the thing that was like a fucking right-wing radio show at one point was a guy floating that plan it's like how do we not get there um and i think like that that means that we need to start finding ways to talk to each other and so when i talk to like these anti-abortion folks who were on campus um like they'll they they pull these fun rhetorical tricks uh where it's like they'll ask me are you are you for abortion i'm like I mean, I think that, like, yes, I would say yes. Like, I'm, I'm pro, like, people having the right to choose what happens to their bodies. Like, well, what about in the case of gender selection? And what about case in, in the case of if the child has Down syndrome, should people be allowed to kill the child because they don't want a girl? And like, so, so there's this, there's this little fucking either or that you get put in, right? Which is what happens in every single discourse we have is that it becomes like there's, there's two responses that you can choose, and you got to choose the one that your tribe chooses. Right, but i I said to them, I was like, well, if somebody gets an abortion because they have because they find out their child's a girl, it's not an abortion problem that's a that's a fucking misogyny problem. Like that's a problem where for some reason, these people, and I don't even know if this is actually a th- that fucking happens in great numbers in the us that um, like these people think that a boy life is more valuable than a girl life, which we should deconstruct the notion of gender anyway, like that's an inherently problematic thing. But but like at the but like there's these categories these categories have come back and all of a sudden like one thing is better than the other and like that produces these actions right and the same thing with Down syndrome is that like if somebody's making a choice to um to abort a child because they have Down syndrome or to abort a child because they have autism um, or anything that that they identify beforehand anything that we consider divergent or non normative like what that is that's not a problem the the action Um, that is taken um, is stemming from a deeper attitude and like if we don't address that attitude people will like that that people those people will still like girl like women and pn neurodivergent folks and everybody who's deemed not good by this society will continue to be hurt so like let's look at that and not let ourselves get sucked into the 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 discourses that keep us from addressing the fundamental categorizations that make this society run because like, it's not, and I'm almost to the end of my point. Uh, it's not about um, it's uh, like, the thing is, is, it's not about, Oh, well, like these people are um, just treated so badly because of their differences. Like, no, um, like the different, like the reason, the fact that we are recognizing them as different is a function of the society is is like is like through and through what this has all been about and that we fundamentally need to restructure again the whole of social relations the entire way that we relate to each other as human as human people which is a non economic relationship which is a non-racialized relationship, a non-gendered relationship, a, a non-sexualized um, or objectified relationship that like we need to come into a relationship with each other as human beings, as people, right? And then we need to come into relation with all the other people on this earth of whatever, if they're human or other than human. And that like that is antithetical to, to United States and society. And like that's what's demanded of us is an upheaval of that paradigm. Mm.
1: Wow! Yeah, I'm also sitting here, my mind blown because that argument that that guy gave you on campus is an excellent argument that I've never uh, heard before.
0: What um, the, the hell? one about the Down syndrome? I mean, like, I'm sure it gets like because it's immediately. No,
1: it's a good point. Um, it's a good point that I've never it's, heard. It's
0: but it's but like the thing is, is that they're trying to get you to say that abortion is um, bad because of like it can be used to do this. Yeah. But the thing is, is, is like not. Like that, like the abortion isn't the problem. The problem is that like mothers don't feel that they can support a family because every everything we do is determined economically. Yeah, because like everything we do is based on economics. No, I'm not. And like, what if that was removed? I'm not.
1: Yeah, I'm not saying ahead. making abortion illegal solves Hmm. the problem i'm not saying they convinced me that the laws should be changed that there you go Hmm. we found two cases so therefore this applies Hmm. to
0: 500,000 people now (laughs) um and i would say i would say probably most abortions don't even fall in those categories uh, so it's rhetorically good it's a good way to like to make your your argument look better oh
1: yeah i'm impressed and it was delivered by a (laughs) non-believer to me a month later (laughs) or whatever Offhandedly, mm-hmm. and bam! I'm like, yeah, hey, wait a minute, yeah. <laughs> good point. Yeah, and now I want to dig into now I want to dig into the one child policy in China and find out. Okay, well, we know, right? That tons of girls mm-hmm. were not had. Well, how are they not had? Were the you know what? Like, you ended up with the the lonely generation hey. or whatever of Chinese men, right? Where their ratio was mm-hmm. fucked up, where there were you know seventy mm-hmm. percent men or whatever in that generation because so many rural especially rural chinese uh mm-hmm. did not have girls right well how did they do that uh i don't know mm-hmm. but i'm wondering because that's yeah, I mean, like, well, the
0: thing you get is 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 like back alley abortions yeah. right it's like abortions that put women's lives in danger it's like okay so like to save to you didn't save the child's life and now you killed the woman too right so yeah. like how does that guys kind of, and, and also like a thing i want to put out there um Hold on, sorry. This is gonna be on my mechanical keyboard real yeah. quick. Uh, because a thing that like always throws me for a loop is that there is a literal recipe for abortion in the Bible. <laughs> God, God gave his people. Uh, hold on, I think it, it might be in Numbers. Yes, okay. Relationship that the priest is okay. So yeah, this is from Numbers chapter 5, and it says, uh, this is verse 20, but if you have gone astray while married to your husband and you have made yourself impure by having sexual relations with a man other than your husband here the priest is to put the woman under this curse may the lord cause you to become a curse among your people when he makes your womb miscarry and your abdomen swell may this water that brings the curse enter your body so that your abdomen swells or your womb miscarries um, so yeah Wait, it does, um, does, it say,
1: these, does it list chemicals or something or just says that
0: hold on There's there's I know there's a part in here where it says two parts um, of nutmeg and three <laughs> <laughs> then you shall take some holy water in, in a clay jar and put some dust on the tabernacle floor. Really? Um, I mean, like it's yeah, okay. For Jesse, while well, he himself holds bitter water, so like the bitter water, it's it's an, it's it's the, whatever it is. The bitter water is like a specific like chemical brew, yeah. um, be herbal brew that induces abortion because like that's a thing that exists right in nature. Is stuff that causes abortions. Um, so what is
1: the like, What is the history of numbers supposed to be like? Who wrote numbers? Uh,
0: it's one of the Old Testament ones. I'm sure they'd probably say. I mean, it's one of the it's one of the books of the. I don't. I don't know what the history is. I'm not a biblical historian, I don't, unfortunately. I, I that but, but yeah, it's it's. I'm sure like we'd get that whole thing where it's like, well, that's in the Old Testament, but like, of course, like <laughs> they want to say, don't fucking like. If we hate gay people, even though Jesus never said anything about that. Um, you know, it's always picking and choosing. But like right here, like if abortion's so bad, why did the Lord tell tell like why would the Lord grant a, an abortion, right? Or the uh, statistic that comes up well is that if life begins at, at conception and God is vehemently anti-abortion, then why do like the majority of 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 um of pregnancies terminate before they are even like registerable by like a pregnancy test, right, or something like that. like most most pregnancies terminate so is god killing all of those babies or is it more complicated than that right and is maybe the discussion because like if we're fucking if we're gonna fucking talk about when human life begins like we've been talking about that the entire fucking spain we've had words to talk with sorry like that's (laughs) that's <laughs> the whole question of human human kinds. What are we? What are our lives? So like if that's if we're gonna if we're gonna fucking say this is settled when that gets figured out, this is never gonna be settled. So let's talk about things that we can actually do what I think everybody wants, which is like put women in positions where they have autonomy and can like choose to go through a pregnancy or not and not be influenced by Prejudice against Down syndrome or economic hardship or being in a relationship with an abusive partner who they don't want to um, have a, a child to tie them between or to introduce that child into a, a life of poverty or an abusive life or anything like that. Right. How do we eliminate those things and to do what we all want, which is to help women have actual autonomy and not just autonomy in name to terminate an abortion if it's inconvenient for the state? for you to have a child if it's a drain on resources because as soon as that's the question all of a sudden we've reduced the humanity of the situation made it economic again
1: right yeah there's another monty python bit called every sperm is sacred that i'll have to send to you
0: i've seen this one i know this one
1: (laughs) so that makes it yeah he says that to a bunch of a bunch of where where life begins yeah yeah no they have thirty-seven thousand children yeah
0: well then then am i but like also like if, (laughs) if that's if every sperm is sacred again like if we're gonna like fucking adjudicate when life begins, no. like how many babies have I killed? I've masturbated a lot. <laughs> <laughs> like I've jacked off so much. Oh,
1: breaking news. This is our
0: first Yeah, breaking news. <laughs> Congratulations. Um, so like it's seriously, it's like <laughs> this whole conversation is fucking absurd at like this one level. Of course, like it has material violent consequences on another, but like we're basing whether or not we're going to start shooting each other on an on utterly unanswerable question.
1: Yeah, male masturbation is genocide, right?
0: I mean, like if if we're going to have discussions about like when life begins and sperm are alive, like sperm are alive. So like if life is life, then like, but <laughs> but like, yeah, it's it's. I mean, like yeah, it's it, it just becomes a ridiculous. A ridiculous conversation at some point point. and women produce like and 240 like when,
1: eggs or whatever in their lifetime don't they
0: yeah it's like okay like at what point at what point is this a thing and like what we should again like because like the conversation shouldn't even be about what's a life because it's a stupid like leave that to fucking ivory tower philosophers because it's never going to be resolved
1: i think my math is way off so it's 12, 12 eggs a year <laughs> times 45 whatever okay. years
0: that's a that's a lot <laughs> fewer than i think what you said <laughs>
1: Well, it's one okay. egg per. we it? is it one egg per it So it's times
0: two, 12 times no two idea, times 45 or something. I should probably know more about female anatomy, but <laughs> I don't. The education system failed no, me. That's right. I didn't I didn't go to med oh. school, so
1: some things, some questions can never be answered. All right, that's the three hour mark.
0: Yeah, are uh, we gonna end it on abortion? Is that we're gonna call, close it? Uh, if that stays in the episode, I guess that's where we end it. Or whatever. <laughs> I feel pretty good about yeah, it. Yeah, we'll have to. Uh,
1: yeah, so I'll pop it all together and.
0: Um, mm. I mean, you, if you would need to like split this into multiple things, we could just do that too. Well,
1: I think usually that happens because people want more ads but i don't have any ads so right <laughs> unless somebody wants oh, to yeah but also like i think like people are more inclined to listen to a talk. segment right <laughs> I'll, go <laughs> I'll go to local B and say hey i've got an episode do you on want to do you want to put an ad right, well if there was a good business if there was any ethical uh, consumerism there's no such thing as an ethical whatever, business yeah
0: Economics is unethical. Oh man. That's, that's my final statement. You're really
1: harsh my <laughs> chill. I think I'm going to go through this okay. whole three hours and just pull out like all the pull quotes and just make 140 okay.
0: Nick, <laughs> Nick Just cut me together, making like just oh, fucking absurd there was your name statements. Again.
1: I'm going to have to cut that three oh, hours. It's, we,
0: remember we just, no, no. Remember we decided that if, if we're going to put this out, my name is just going to be on it. <laughs> if you want, it's up to you. Yeah. Cut Too me. Yeah. Just put my name on it. Right. Um, I mean, I, I think, like, I just, I want it to, make sure you keep in the part where I said um, that, like, I'm going to fuck shit up. <laughs> I, that part is very important for me to be in there because I want it to be on the record that I understand that I probably said some stupid shit. At some I think point. that should be the cold and open the, now. I think I'm going to pull that out. Put it in yes, the front and that's yes, the cold please, open. <laughs> please put that at the front. Please put that at the front. I want that at the top. Um, yes. Welcome to Jay Flots's
1: Ignorance. To I
0: want I want people to enter this podcast. I want them to enter this podcast. Being like, I'm gonna find where Nick said some fucking bad stuff. I want to I want to find the place where Nick did bad, did a bad.
2: Oh boy!
1: All right, all, right. all done. Are we done? I think so. All right. Thank you, sir. I'm, I'm interested to see what you do I'm with hitting this. the Stop button on all these microphones now.
0: Okay. <laughs> Have a good night. All right. Yeah. You too. Bye bye.